Welcome back to another fantabulous episode of Director Showdown. I'm Adam, and here today is Brent, as usual, of course. I mean, who else would it be, right? Like, it's, it's Brent. Say what, hi, Brent. What if I just didn't talk? <laughs> for, and then, and then people like, start what? thinking you're insane. Yeah. It's like, was Brent ever was on the Brent podcast? Uh, what's up, guys? Um, yeah, it's Brent. Back with uh, episode four. Yeah. And with us, we finally have a very, 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 very special guest with us. Yeah. And Returning uh, friend of the show, John Casteres. What's up, mm-hmm. man? Hey, guys. This is my, I guess this is my sixth time here. Good but, lord. Geez, really? Sixth Pete. Yeah, I know. You, you guys really? are really? Well, I think you're you're easily the the biggest like repeat guest, I mm-hmm. think, that we've had. Right. Yeah. It's you, really you easy to exploit me here. So it's yeah, pretty it's, awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me on again. This is great. Yeah, absolutely, man. So in case you're um, a little wee child and you've never listened to this podcast before, what we do here is we face off two of your favorite directors and talk about their movies, their selective filmography. And this season, we're doing, we're doing, what are we doing, Brent? Who are we, we doing are... and when are we doing it? We are doing the '80s this season, mm-hmm. and we're doing a couple of couple of masters of genre. We're doing mm-hmm. John Carpenter, and we're doing David Cronenberg. Um, and today, yeah, is Cronenberg with Videodrome? Hell yeah! Back Videodrome. on uh, we are uh, going zero to sixty. Weird Cronenberg. Now we're going uh, Tom Cruise Cronenberg. Tom, uh, no, Nick Cage, Cronenberg. Oh, Nick yeah, Cage, yeah, that's, that's a, a better, one. yeah, that's better. Um, I don't know why, but yeah, uh, if, if, <laughs> I, I think, uh, or James Woods Cronenberg in oh, this case, yeah, there you go, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, I think Scanners compared to Videodrome is like, uh, it's like Transformers, frankly, it's like Transformers to like, like it, it's, it gets so insane, what a wild. Comparison. I, well, it's I because see what you mean. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's scanners is so. Um, it's it's just like it's a like straightforward to to bad boys too. That's what I was about to say. I was like, "Where's the where's the, uh, the okay okay Transformers to because he rock? doubles down no, on bad the, boys." I, I'm just I'm just yeah. I'm speaking genre. to the mainstream nature comparatively. Uh, because Videodrome mm-hmm. is one of the weirdest, like most original movies I've probably ever seen. Um, oh, absolutely! And as opposed to Scanners, that tells a very kind of straightforward, if a little weird and gross story. Um, you know, 
It's uh it's a different it's a different beast Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Did we say that Videodrome was the movie? Videodrome, guys, that's yeah, what I we're think, talking I about. We did. Yeah. yeah. I think in passing did. was said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just need to listen more yeah. instead of just talking. <laughs> keep all keep the time. those ears peeled, listeners. <laughs> I guess you're saying, like right? the, the, the podcasting has gone straight to your head where you don't even listen to anybody anymore. You're just talking constantly. Yeah. That happens, you know. <laughs> I've been on podcasts where that happens. Podcast, yeah. Uh-huh. So, Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie is. I'm going to attempt to try to summarize it. Okay. Uh, so that's Videodrome, and uh, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, it, it, it's. Uh, it, I think that was Cronenberg's description. Uh, well, in case you kids out there don't know what a VHS is, ooh, yeah, it's it's like a. It's like a YouTube video that's, uh, <laughs> that you could carry around with you. It's, it's like a little box, tape. and yeah. it only holds about 80 minutes. Um, yeah. what, what is the opposite of aging like a fine wine? Because that's like this movie. You mean anything else? Like, <laughs> like decay? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like, it's, it's so aging funny. Aging like a body. Like a body. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like a corpse. Like, th- this movie is so of its time. Mm. Um, like, the technology involved. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's, it's such a early 80s thing. Um, well, I can't wait for the sequel dvd drome followed by the next DVD, one blu-ray drome blue <laughs> blu-ray drome actually has a really cool ring to it like blu-ray drome yeah blu-ray drome but blue i don't think drum. like any i mean i don't know like Dude, movies aren't digital drome digital How drome sick would that's a pretty cool let's one. fucking let's write it let's do it let's see what james wood is doing right now yeah he's he's probably not doing much right he's he's, he's probably still all there i'm right? sure yeah. or is he off twitter <laughs> What is he off Twitter or is he on Twitter? I think he is off. I think you're right, John. Yeah, yeah. I think he. Yeah, I think um, anyone who uh, he hurled knows. enough racial slurs yeah. at Democrats. Whoa, to, to earn his place. What did, in what did the, he, what did he the say? Shit pit. What did he say? I mean, he, also Q Brent for editing, uh, bleeping any following words. Now, uh, I don't know specifics. Oh, honestly, that's too. Um, but maybe while we're talking, I can bring up some of uh, the the hottest. Uh, Woodsian tweets here. Woodsian tweets. Woodsian. And uh, And now your favorite segment, Woodsian tweets. Woodsian tweets. I think it's Woodsian wisdom. Woodsian wisdom. It's kind of the the opposite of wisdom. Well, it's ironic. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's ironically (laughs) saying it. So while Brent's looking it up, though, I I mean, I I did follow James Woods on Twitter. He says, like, the most... Hateful right wing stuff like that you can kind so of read like from an, an alt writer kind of guy. Yeah, maybe a little bit further than that. I feel like because he's kind of like you know, kind of like it seems like there's a couple of screws loose, really. Like with that, like an dude. Alex Jones. He got, he got kicked off of Twitter oh, for posting no. hoax memes. So for like posting fucking like PizzaGate shit, pretty much. Oh, oh, okay. So it's like sounds well, about right. Yeah. Um, well, you know, when, you know those pizzas. And you Twitter's keep them behind the gates. <laughs> <laughs> what do you? How are they? How are they going to go like lock, any, lock the gates? Yeah, I'm not going to get any deeper into PizzaGate because it's just it's probably going to get us. Well, banned. I'll put that. I'll put that as a tag on this episode, and we'll just see what kind of Hashtag listeners that we get Pizza going. PizzaGate. Hey, if you're one of our new conservative alt right listeners, mm-hmm. welcome. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> and <laughs> fuck yourself. Yeah. 
Uh, go listen to fucking Alex Jones on Last FM or wherever the fuck he is now. Hey, I hope whenever this episode comes out, things will be looking better. But you know, I don't. Christ, uh, yeah, I don't. I think see we've learned not to hold out. our breath here. So. Yeah, I mean, you guys are going to be in a post-election world. Yeah, uh, we are still now. pre-election world mm-hmm. recording this, mm-hmm. and I, I hope. That you're smiling right now listening to this because you're like, everything's working out. It's going all right. We got the House and the Senate back, boys. Um, and it, ooh, but we'll see. We'll fucking see. This is slowly depressing me you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That We can wrap it <laughs> yeah. up. Government conspiracies. There's a lot going on in Videodrome hey, with, with this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about, like, kind of... Um, I mean, I, I, I guess we had to kind of bring in the idea of the film first, which is the hard part. Yeah. So, well, you still didn't sum it up. <laughs> yeah, because it's hard. It's, it is it's, hard, It's a little yeah. difficult. I so think first act stuff, it's yeah. easy enough to mm-hmm. summarize. Like, Yeah, so you have this, um, you have this, he's a CEO, right, of Civic TV, right? And that's James Woods. He's just like a local he's a cable president town. guy, yeah. yeah. It's local in Toronto, channel. which I didn't know that yeah, this Toronto. movie takes place in, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, Canada. It's Canadian. And, um, yeah, so, so what they like to do is... Uh, promote and show you know snuff or alternative I guess, programming, alternative programming basically, yeah. yeah so uh james was guys little egon in the basement um who that guy's so fucking egon man i love him that guy's acting choices man are it's out so there great. that guy's so strange yeah patron hey patron hey, patron I love like, it. That seems like a real specific choice that he told uh cronenberg about there's a double meaning behind patron because it means boss and also customer you know, oh. for patrons. Oh, shit. So, You're right. So that's that Adam Insight that there you I go. think we can look forward to on this Adam episode. Insight. Hashtag Adam Insight. And now for another Adam Insight. <laughs> but, yeah, there's a double <laughs> meaning there. So I, I thought it was definitely um, on purpose, mm-hmm. Patron. Um, so he gets the, he's got, he gets his little Egon to, to uh, satellite in or get signals or unscramble um, certain... Yeah. Um, Frequencies and like frequencies. He, he calls himself a pirate, he like, calls, like a pirate bay fellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. an and analog. He, yeah, yeah. He intercepts the signals and then finds like interesting or alternative type shows. So the one that he found was pretty much like torture, like torture and violence. Like it was very yeah. disturbing imagery. It's like sexual violence. Yeah, yeah. So you know, James Woods being the you know the the good guy that he is says we gotta have more of that shit, right? The, the ratings hound. The ratings that, hound. Uh, yeah. He he uh, then goes on a TV show mm-hmm. with uh, Miss Blondie, right? Yeah, from yeah, Blondie. Debbie, Debbie Harry, who's mm-hmm. the um, the lead singer of Blondie, which is a popular band back in the eighties and still now. And I think that whole I want to tell you a little bit about that scene because that scene kind of kind of gives you a hint about what what's. Um, What's going on in the, flick? the film? The game show? Or not game show, talk show. Talk show, yeah. Okay. So um, they're, they're kind of discussing why... Is, is James Woods, what he's producing, or his name's Max, right? What he's producing mm-hmm. is, um, is appropriate for society or not. And we have this, like, empath, which is Blondie. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's kind of like this very uh, empathic person mm-hmm. who hosts a radio show for uh, like an emotional rescue show or something. That's right. right? Yeah. yeah. He walks in on her doing that. And mm-hmm. yeah. And, uh, she states kind of like, uh, 
he's uh we live we live in an overstimulated society and to get more of his stuff is just frankly bad for society right mm-hmm. so it kind of hints like what what's what what what's going on with the movie moving forward you mm-hmm. know yeah for sure i i i think and then that's our first introduction to uh brian oblivion as a name which is like one of the uh yeah like most fascinating uh, just just like that whole character's thing, like the fact that like he's been dead forever, mm-hmm. but he has this like in that going back to like it being such an analog like eighties like product of its time, like he's like kind of living forever through all of these videotapes mm-hmm. that he's recording. Like in my head when they were explaining that, I was like, oh, okay, if you remade this, it'd be like you find this YouTube, YouTube channel. video, yeah, and right. like mm-hmm. and like it's just it's just he, this weird he's guy. Filmed so many YouTube videos, yeah, he has thousands, thousands. Of them. It's yeah. so crazy because he actually addresses like the question on the show, like if he was actually there. So like you know, you don't actually find out that he's dead until later on in the movie. Past yeah, that. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like the fact that like that happens and the character is still like you know the character addresses the Brian Oblivion character addresses other characters in the movie by first name and stuff, and he's been dead for like you know you know x amount of years mm. on the movie because like you know he's you know uh created these like videotapes for everybody to kind of see so he lives on through that and it's pretty it's a really interesting one of the most interesting characters probably in the movie well yeah it kind of questions the idea of identity and what we what we are really are we what we are perceived by the public or are we you know just the flesh that we're in mm-hmm. which is exactly what mm-hmm. they're kind of hinting at with the whole you know imagery of um you know, the flesh that he has on, you know, all the body horror stuff. Like, it's all, yeah. you know, very pertinent. It's not just for the sake of the horror. It's kind of like, are we, are we of, are we the flesh, you know, are we the flesh itself or are we beyond that? Are we the videos, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's kind of the idea that he gets in at, at the end or even when he has like the, the vagina thing in his stomach, you know, yeah. where he inserts the videos is that um is that him the consumption the consumer you mm-hmm. know is that his identity you know it, it, there's a lot of interesting um ideas going on in this film yeah and know? i think i think going back to that talk show uh that early like professor oblivion quote where he says the tv screen has become the retina of the mind's eye mm-hmm. and i didn't write the rest of it but it's something along the lines of uh um it's it's even more true than our reality, like, you know, us walking around our bodies, like what we see on TV. And I think that, like, definitely kind of, like, lays out, like, where the movie's going to go mm-hmm. early on. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love uh, just how he also says soon all of us will have television names. And that's kind of hilarious, too, because it made mm-hmm. me think of, like, see, like your gamer tags. Yeah, and exactly. like your I Yeah. Think, uh, I think the fact it's it's not exactly aged in the only thing it's aged in a superficial sense this movie like it's aged in the yeah, sense of yeah. like just the technology used but the ideas itself are very uh pertinent to today because mm-hmm. when you think about like memes like this is actually a movie of memes actually like in the scientific sense like you know Richard Dawkins invented the word meme for like kind of just ideas that instead of genes, it's ideas that grow via memes. Like they get spread around, you know, you know, they, they, they develop faster than obviously genes. Right. Mm -hmm. 
you don't need the middleman fucking, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which is also why there's a lot of sexuality with the uh, with the uh, television screen. Like you're like he's wanting to fuck a, a TV, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. he does like, at one point too. Yeah. Like it's implied. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Richard Dawkins watched this and was like, "Memes, got it, mm-hmm. <laughs> easy." But yeah, no, I yeah. mean like the idea of memes is actually pretty cool because like memes probably came out way after this. Mm-hmm. But really, I think interesting. He, I think uh, Cronenberg was kind of on that level of pop culture and its effect on society. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. On um, what we, how it, how it can program us to do things because obviously he ends up like, you know, assassinating, <laughs> you know, the characters and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And, and then he's like that. Yeah. He's reprogrammed to like assassinate mm-hmm. other characters. And it's just like, yeah, I want, I wanted to ask you guys, like as far as once he starts hallucinating, how much do you think is real, and like, how much do you think are like is hallucinations? Well, do you think it's mostly hallucinations. Stuff is like hallucinations. Yeah, mm. I don't know because like that's one of the things that I kind of. I mean, I'm glad we're talking about it now. Cronenberg um, on the um, commentary said that like you know he, his hallucinations, um, whether it be shooting in this movie or other movies, that like you know hallucinations to people feel really real. So like you know he didn't want to just you know distinguish a hallucination from a real life event right, by like you right. know adding like any right. dreamy dreamy little effects okay. or like any type of like you know color distortions to make it seem like you know that the character was like somewhere else like it's just that's why like i think at one point the character slaps like a, another character yeah. like like out of nowhere and then you're kind of yeah the, me as an audience viewing it for the first time was like, like what the fuck, fuck just happened yeah. yeah and so like i think like he doesn't want you to he he wants you to be with the character there. Like, you know, you can't tell what's real, what isn't because at, at one point characters start to, you know, I think there's two characters who actually start to program the way in a literal sense, uh, the max character with other videotapes, like, you know, they're, they're inserting videotapes into his stomach, which at first you would only think that max was able to see, but you know, mm-hmm. and then, so like, I, I don't think like you're supposed to know what's real or what's not. I think Cronenberg said to, after a while, um, which is confusing to me. After a while, the movie is completely subjective. Like, you know, it's it's about what you think is real and what yeah, isn't. Yeah, for sure. And I think it, it, it goes out of its way to do that because you're you're constantly trying to figure out what the fuck is actually going on, especially towards the third act, which is like, you know, a bunch of mind fuckery of like gore. And, I, think, I think for 100% and stuff that any of the body horror stuff is, is hallucinations. Is hallucinations because yeah. there's so many, um, I mean... Obviously, you quoted what the director said, but I'm going to go ahead and appropriate it myself and uh, <laughs> and just say that, you know, because you, you had the cathode ray um, uh, church or whatever, the, yeah. the little drug, the yeah. uh, little um, shelter right, for homeless like, people. Yeah, it's yeah. like something like that, yeah. And they're being doped up on to be, on Videodrome, right? That's, mm-hmm. that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Videodrome, it's just a drug. That's all this movie is just saying. Yeah, it is. Like, it's like... Um, and Videodrome just makes you hallucinate, just like, I don't know, like LSD or something. And it's it was just a means to um, to program people to do stuff. I mean, if you hear about, I mean, I, I don't really know too much about the history of, you know, drug history in America. But, you know, I I vaguely know of how like heroin or something or marijuana were implanted into s- poor societies to... Uh, yeah. To kind of gain leverage onto those um, those uh, cultures, right? So it's yeah. kind of the same thing here. You have the you have uh, 
the socioeconomic status of all these people are like dirt, you know, dirt shit. And they program them Mm -hmm. as a, as a means to control them, you know? Yeah. So I I mean, I wonder, it's just like all the body horror stuff is. Yeah. I I buy that. Yeah. I, I would buy that up until like a certain point in the actual ending scenes where he kind of assassinates the Harlan character when he pulls out, because the Harlan character at one point gives him another tape and then his, you know, his stomach vagina basically like eats that guy's hand. And when he steps away, there's multiple people in the room well, that react kind to of, the hand. That's kind of just James Wood's interpretation about what's happening. About what's happening? He could have very well just gave him a grenade and, and everyone's just freaking out yeah. like that, that guy's holding a grenade. You know, like it's just we're seeing through hand the eyes, grenade. obviously. <laughs> Yeah, through the eyes of James Woods. Yeah, so you, know? you think at yeah. that point, like it's just purely from his point of view. Yeah, like, I mean, this whole movie is just seems like a subjective view of, of, of James mm. Woods' experience. They're just losing it, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty. What is uh when when his chest eats that guy's hand? What the fuck does his hand turn into? Well, it's like one of those World War Two yeah like, grenades. Um, yeah, like an actual okay. potato oh, thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay, because I was like in my head, I was like, that looks like a fucking egg beater or something. That's like, what he what? said. He said like it's some sort of like potato like peeler or something or something oh in real life but it's supposed to be but it's an actual like you know hand grenade like you said like that's the pun from have you you seen that uh you know we play any like medal of honor or something oh yeah for sure i know i know what you're talking about yeah Yeah, those like weird little like ice cream cone grenade things Mm -hmm. yeah no real ice cream cone looks like those yeah (laughs) i I can't think of like like a compare uh compares uh comparison point compare um but yeah uh but so uh, let's. I mean, I like getting into because I think it was a very political film. Honestly, for for me, that's what I was going to bring up. Uh, yeah. War on drugs. I think yeah, is like an interesting because yeah. I mean the 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 fact that like TV is like trying to control your mind feels like a very eighties thing, and maybe even before its time because like. MTV, I think, was after this movie, mm-hmm. and yeah. that was like a very big like thing of like oh, taking control of the youth, you yeah. know. So I think it's pretty political, yeah, absolutely, super prophetic. I guess that Cronenberg said he was not interested in all that, like he wasn't interested in like predicting anything that happened, but stuff kind of just like fell into place. I mean, because nowadays you have countless movies that explore like the effect of violence in the media or something on someone. And, you know, you, I think like this is a movie where this was still pretty early. And I think that that movement or like that, that theory was kind of very new. Like, you know, it was just kind of yeah. just going it, it's around. It's then been debunked, right? Like, you know, v- viewing violence and uh, yeah. stuff like that doesn't really uh, enhance your violent tendencies, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's been debunked. Yeah. I just like that. I mean, I but like I mean, the fact like that it's brought up yeah. into the movie. Even at one point, For James's sure. character says like better on screen than on the streets. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's more a of an outlet awesome. for people. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, right, getting those yeah, that's what, that's urges what out. Quentin Tarantino says about his little, you know, yeah. little films mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think it's pretty, uh, pretty cool. As far as that, I do want to kind of talk about the body horror esque thing because, like, Cronenberg, um, and not just in this movie, but in other movies, has an obsession with, uh, you know, body transformation and mutilation and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. the imagery is like How much to drugs me, drugs did he do? I don't know actually, but the imagery to me is just like sure. very fucking interesting because like. Yeah. It's almost like to me sometimes from like a a detached I guess like you know uh perspective like right. it kind of contrasts with what the hell is actually going on in the movie like I guess it just makes it a little bit to me it makes it a little bit more extreme because I wouldn't think of like a video signal literally transforming you into like a grotesque like fucking creature mm-hmm. and so like I think that's pretty that's a pretty like weird 
and very unique thing to do, which is like Cronenberg. Yeah, I think the like, the du- the juxtapose between uh, you know a TV and the body horror because it's something that you don't kind of you never would make that kind of connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you know. that it makes it jarring, which is uh, I think very effective for the film. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. I think uh, I was reading about how this movie came about, how he had this idea in his head for the longest time that back in the day, basically, they would, um, you know, like satellites, they would have like uh, different frequencies coming through your your TV, and that um, he he like had Mm -hmm. visions of like. Um, something tuning into something that he's not supposed to see, like yeah. torture and like basically, basically video drone for James yeah. Woods at the beginning, and that like stuck with him like from when he was a kid, and that's what oh, way to this, this movie, yeah. yeah like, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, it seems like at some point that that concept <laughs> merged with the idea of like physical manifestation of that yeah. in, into the person watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I read he actually was like very fascinated by medical advancements where like, you know, you get a pacemaker, you get like, you know, your intestines modified and stuff like that. And he said, there's a quote on the commentary that says like, technology has taken over evolution. We've changed evolution and we can control it now because of technology. And that's what like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of that stuff Human was just... selection instead of, uh, you know, natural selection. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of that came into play while he was writing this movie. It's just like, you know, now you can modify yourself with like a, you know, and be- basically become like a cyborg, essentially. And like, you just like, you know, you you change the course of nature by like, you know, modifying yourself with this. And he's like, you know, why can't it happen with like, you know, with like television mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so like, mm-hmm. I think that's really kind of really fascinating because to me when I first watched this movie it wasn't like you know wasn't really that clear I was just thinking like I was just thinking that the motherfucker was a provocateur like you know just trying to like oh no there's shock a you lot up to it. yeah there's, there's a lot, a lot into it yeah. yeah there's a lot of layers donkey yeah definitely yeah. there's um what was I gonna say oh god damn it how about how about yeah, uh let's going back to the war on drugs thing um mm-hmm. I think that it's kind of interesting how uh because like there this is also kind of leaning on scanners a bit. Sorry, John, that you hadn't seen it, but mm-hmm. um, no, go for it. The only thing I'll mention about scanners is that it wasn't a government entity. It was like a, it was a private company. Yeah, um, the pharmaceutical uh, Consec or whatever it was. Yeah, right? yeah, it's a private company, and same with this, a spectacular optical. It's a private company, and they make mm-hmm. missiles for NATO and like. Yeah, yeah when they first introduce so cool. what they make, yeah. it's like, wait, what? Because the first they're thing, a weapons manufacturer, and they, yeah, they, uh, they just under the guise of being a glasses like uh, company. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So, so they're obviously trying to weaponize um, uh, video drone. Mm-hmm. So I think what um, based off of scanners, and I don't know. Um, I, I feel like with scanners, he kind of got the idea of like how. Government is utilizing, you know, private entities for a means to an end so they don't have to, like, technically do it, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, oh, we contract these private organizations to do our fucking shit because they're not as regulated as the government is, you know? So they're using um, a spectacular optical to come up with uh, yeah. mind control devices, you know? Yeah, there are all these fronts. I mean, mm. yeah, I mean, he definitely has, like, an anti-authority, mm. um, may- maybe not so much authority, but, like, like almost, like, anti-capitalism right. uh, kind of tilt, like, because the corporations kind of, are, yeah. Because, I mean, same with pharmaceuticals and, this, and scanners was yeah, that yeah. they were a means to control people, right? So 
it's like the government's utilizing these entities. It's like this kind of circular symbiotic relationship between them, you know? Yeah. I think it's kind of fascinating. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, we have it on right now and it just showed the hand scene where it is a grenade now. And I guess (laughs) I just wouldn't have thought that because like, was there a grenade in his chest too? Not right? really. Because I mean, like the no. gun they set up, they go out of their way to set up the gun. Yeah, and they, he basically like incubates it inside himself for some reason, like until he needs it. Which yeah, is like but the, gr- cool. the grenade is just kind of out the of nowhere. Is, yeah, I mean, he um, just like, you know, he's got a sack of tricks in there, basically. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just like a bag of holding. Like he mm-hmm. just has uh, shit that he can. I mean, he was reprogrammed to just turn into an arsenal. Like that's yeah. all it is. He pulled out a sword or something like fucking Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Overstimulation, guys. Overstimulation. Overstimulation. Let's talk about that because they kind of, it's kind of just like with drugs or with anything. Mm -hmm. Like if you masturbate too much, you get way too used to the endorphins that run through your body and you get addicted, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that this also, this movie's kind of hinting at that sort of idea because that's what Blondie character was uh, mentioning was the, uh, you know, we live in a world full of stimuli and mm-hmm. and we're just getting, we just want more and more and more. And so when you get more and more, you kind of get to a point of like, you require a higher authority. Yeah, for sure. So a higher authority, what does that mean? That means corporations, government, all that shit. Mm-hmm. So they start... Um, so then, obviously, then you become more corrupted because you're requiring more. Mm-hmm. And this is like the kind of idea of addiction, per se. It's just kind of... Um, yeah. You, wh- get, you get used to yeah. what's normal and you require more. Mm-hmm. Even even uh, beyond like the, the need from corporations and stuff, it's like you require more... Um, exciting like stimuli like mm-hmm. like you need like like uh, him him wanting the, the his whole relationship with the older lady I forgot her name yeah, uh, Masha or lady, something right? Masha yeah. I think right yeah Masha um, is really fascinating because she brings him like this very the classic erotic yeah. yeah and it's like very sexual it's like it's, it's like, like more it, intellectual almost yeah, yeah it's like it's it's almost like it's pushing yeah. that R rating a little bit because right. it's mm-hmm. it's like pretty sexual but yeah it's kind of artsy. And he's like, he's like, no, this isn't going to yeah, like, like no, like video drums out there. Like people want, people want like violence. Yeah. He, he, doesn't, yeah. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't appreciate like high concept things. You know, he just yeah. wants to get down and dirty, you know? And, and that's, that's super prophetic to me. It's like mm. he, Cronenberg, I feel like massively predicted like, uh, reality TV. Like he, yeah. he predicted that like, basically this movie to me, like early on in my notes, I put like, Oh, Cronenberg hates TV. Like, I I think he accepts that movies can be something more and something more interesting, but I think he hates TV and I think he hates where hates the direction it's going. Right. And I think that he's absolutely right. And that like, we saw that happen with like real world and like the nineties. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, I mean, it became about the lowest denominator, like uh, common denominators. Like people just want, trash and gossip and it's like yeah exactly you know? yeah and that yeah it's like and it never ends it. it's an insatiable mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hunger it's like an unquenchable you know? thirst basically i mean that white there's a line too that like yeah. uh max ren says that you can't take your eyes off of it and mm-hmm. i think um i think at one point uh what's his fucking name uh the dude who made grizzly man Egon. Um, no the dude who made the grizzly man made grizzly fucking, man i don't, I don't know, know what his name the grizzly man guy though fucking, the guy uh, got 
Yeah, that you got mauled up and yeah. shit. Yeah. No, no, no. The, the actual director. What's his fucking name? I keep uh, forgetting. Oh name. yeah. Oh, uh, I forgot he made that. Um, no. Yeah. yeah. God damn it. The guy yeah, with the voice. The guy with the fucking voice. Yeah. The voice. You you cannot take your eyes off. You cannot your take eyes. your eyes off. Fuck. Of I can't remember for the Jesus life of me right now. Jesus Christ. He directed Bad Lieutenant uh, with Nick Cage. God. Oh, damn Werner it. Herzog. Werner Herzog. Oh, Werner Herzog. That's him. Um, yeah, yeah. So he's the same. I mean, it's the same thing. Like you know, that line you can't take your eyes off it. I mean, it rings true for everything now. I mean, people watch yeah. fail videos where people get fucking hurt, or like you know, car crash videos. So much shit is like on the internet now, where yeah. you know that shouldn't be on there. Like there's like there's actual snuff videos and stuff on like you know floating around. Right. Yeah. And you like you know people there's an audience for that now, and it's just like it's it's for insane. Sure. Like you know what's interesting too is like even on a bigger scale, mm-hmm. uh, talking about like everybody like all of the entertainment that we consume if you show a kid if you showed like my nieces for example um like snow white and the seven dwarves they'd they'd i don't know i don't want to say they'd be bored by it but they'd be much more excited by something like fucking coco or like it's even on that scale where it's like yeah. we are mm-hmm. just making everything more intense, more colorful, more exciting right. and it's like where does that end, you See, know? Right. Mm-hmm. I've been um I've been meditating for about 2 weeks mm-hmm. every day for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And I I promise this is totally related. Um I cracked kinda, a beer while you said yeah. that because I wanted to do the opposite of, yeah. of, of that. <laughs> no, I really love meditating because yeah. what it does is that it makes you just kind of be stimulated in the present moment, no matter like what is going on per se. Mm-hmm. So you're not always itching for the next like kind of um, the next big thing. Yeah. You're kind of already fascinated with the world that you're you're in like, like I'll, I'll notice maybe like a small little muscle spasm and I'll start like thinking about like, well, how's that muscle spasm works is because of X, Y, Z, so on and so forth. And it'll lead you, lead you down a path of like interesting, like thought. Yeah. Like it's, it's an active kind of, um, uh, thing. I'm talking about secular meditation. I'm not into like, you know, Mm. Buddhism or Hinduism. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just kind of just being aware of your situation as opposed to having to seek stimulation. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's the only way you can ever like get out of this kind of crazy positive feedback loop of entertainment. You know, you just need to appreciate what you need. Yeah. Like disconnect. Like you, you have to, um, remove yourself from it yeah. like that, like something mm-hmm. like right. that. Yeah. And it's so much worse now because we have, I mean, Cronenberg thought this was bad. Now we have iPhones where we can yeah. connect. You can literally 24 take four yeah. hours a day. We have computers in our, our pocket. Yeah. yeah. If you're bored, just bat, you know, pop up that bad boy and mm-hmm. see what's on the Facebooks. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or Pornhub or anything. Or like, now yeah. everything's like <laughs> yeah. just literally yeah, When you're super sitting accessible. there in the mall and you just finished your orange chicken, mm-hmm. just yeah. bring up Pornhub right there in the mall and mm-hmm. just see what's cooking on uh, on the, uh, right. the top top searches. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, Make sure you're wearing you know, jeans or something. It, just makes, you, it, yeah. it makes you like you're a shallow pants. person, right? Like you're not very aware of like your your experience in life. You know what I mean? True. It also desensitizes yeah. you yeah. to a lot of like, I think topics in general. Yeah. Like, I mean, James like Wood's character is kind of just like in this level of existence where it's driven by his programming. Mm-hmm. Like he's not thinking about his program, which meditation is like, you think about your own 
like thinking. Like it's mm-hmm. a metacognition, you know? Yeah. He's not thinking about what's going on. He's just kind of passively watching. Look, he's watching himself in the last scene, right? So yeah. He's, he's, he's passively watching his own experience mm-hmm. and just kind of operating on, on uh, the video drum. And drum, the, you know, drum itself means, uh, I looked it up. It means uh, denoting something that runs or proceeds in a certain way. So he's, you know, it's mm. a video program. He's programmed to yeah, do yeah. something. So if you don't, I think it, this is a cautionary tale, is that you need to just be aware of what you're observing, you know? Like what, sure. what is going on. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, yeah, that definitely is like the ultimate message behind the movie. And mm. uh, it just really bums me out that like, Cronenberg's still not making a bunch of movies because, like, at uh, least he made fucking History of Violence and you know. Yeah, I, I guess maybe like movies like this is mm-hmm. what I mean more so. Like, I would love to see him like do um, like a VR movie. I would love to see like his views on like VR and think, what its I ultimate think effect kind will of be. Out of you know, he's not he's not within this culture. I guess you know. Yeah, I mean, like it. It seems like it would be it'd be intellectually dishonest of him to kind of do it now. I think you're right. You know what I mean? He has like bashed the state there. of movies like recently yeah. saying like, you know, cause I think there was an interview with him when they asked him about what his thoughts were about the dark Knight, like Chris Nolan's the dark Knight, And he hated it. Like he was just oh, like, God, he's like, this isn't cinema. Cause at the end of the day, it's still Batman running around in a cape. And he's just like, you know, it's the <laughs> ideals. It's just like, you know, he's not wrong. Cause he he's did, wrong. he did, yeah. he did kind of praise the technical aspects of it. He's like, you know, technical, you know, technical things aside he's like it's still the storyline isn't like you know it's 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 a adaptation of like a, of a children's book and i mean he's yeah. technically not wrong and that's all there is now like it's either like you need to have a cape now to make any money yeah <laughs> and so like and then Viggo mortensen recently i think in 2016 had interviewed saying that cronenberg was considering retiring oh, from yeah. filmmaking because like he can't get his projects funded well, i mean I, I talked to adam about this and i was like there's got to be some potential there for him to make movies with like Netflix or with uh fucking I feel like Amazon, he, he like, would philosophically disagree with Netflix. Yeah, I exactly. So. I think he's yeah. just, I mean based off video drum. He seems I don't like a guy see... that probably doesn't enjoy Netflix much. Yeah, yeah. because it's exact it's exact what he warned against. Yeah. It's like yeah. this you're always stimming you always can look up something. Yeah. Like, on Netflix. Yeah and he says he doesn't really like the Hollywood system of shooting anyway. Like he does he on the commentary, he delves into like specifics of what he does. He doesn't actually do any type of like story boards because he says like that's not real filmmaking. That's, like you can't do, uh, you can't be on. He's like filmmaking to me is like getting to the set, getting to play with your actors, getting to play with the costumes, getting to cool. block on set. He's like that's filmmaking, like making something work on the day. And that's he's like, a, that's an do. interesting perspective because while watching this, I was like, oh man, I don't like how he shoots movies. Like yeah. his. Mm-hmm. It's very, to me, uh, watching his, uh, I can only speak yeah, for because really they're fresh in my mind, yeah. scanners and, uh, and Videodrome, is that they feel like I'm watching, I feel like I'm watching a TV show. It's like very kind of pedestrian the way that it's yeah. directed. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that, um, the, that he doesn't storyboard because it's like there's, there's never really uh, like a really artistically done like shot, like a really well-composed shot. Um and it it just makes me think of like, like I'm watching watching like uh it, like he asked the cinematographer for like Nash Bridges or something right like, yeah you're like watching, shooting his movie you know yeah it seems like he's more concerned with yeah. kind of the special effects and the content yeah which I which I respect <laughs> yeah. that like I, I can I can put that yeah. aside it's hard know? to do like 
I don't know. Can't really do shot, shot, shots with a. It's hard with, with Cronenberg. Yeah, because yeah. and and I I think it it only is more obvious to me because we're doing the juxtaposition between him and Carpenter, and even Carpenter, I don't think is like he's not really he's not in, like yeah he's not yeah. like an, an amazing uh, kind of composer guy like yeah like he he doesn't have like uh, Roger Deakins on his on his payroll. Did anyone or anything. in the eighties care about cinematography? Well, the cinematographer is actually on the, um, I forgot this fucking name, but like the well, cinematographer is on the thing. I wanted, I mean, do you guys know of like a film that's like Mark filmed Irwin. amazingly? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm sure there's gotta be. There's man. gotta like, be. Uh, Other than like Spielberg and Spielbergian and stuff. Maybe the Empire Strikes Back, I want to say. That's a, that's a really 80s, well shot huh? movie. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Star no, Wars, uh, no. fucking Cronenberg. Uh, I've never had a spot to like input this random fact, but uh, he was up for Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi, yeah. And he was like one of the final choices to do Return of the Jedi, and he was like, nah, nah. Cronenberg? Yeah, yeah. Cronenberg. <laughs> Why? Instead of doing Videodrome, he would have yeah. been doing Return, Return of the, the Jedi. Jedi. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> crazy? would have been... Oh boy! I guess that's how it's kind of like if Rifen did Wonder Woman. I guess right. It's little, like one of those weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's pretty crazy. A would, little, would we have gotten some Ewok body horror? I hope possibly. so. I would have. I'd be down for a fucking Cronenberg Star. That'd be Wars wild. But I mean, it, it'd be like a like a Lynch doing Dune thing. Like I've never seen his version of Dune, but it's probably going to be that, like that. Where's that uh, Jorowski cut? Jorowski. Yeah, are you talking oh, about yeah. Jorowski, not Lynch? No, Lynch David made Lynch did make. He did Dune. make Dune, yeah. That's yeah. what I mean. It's like, it'd probably be something like that. But like an actual like Lynchian Lynch's Dune, Dune as opposed to like a studio mm. Dune that he did, basically. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. this was kind of, you know, it wasn't that crazy. Yeah, I heard. I heard it's just like... It's oh, really? Okay. It's I, didn't, I, don't, I know almost nothing about it, so... I've watched it, and... Didn't uh, he disown it because it's so straight? Like, it's not yeah, one of his it's movies? it's not really like, that interesting. Like, it's not a Lynch movie. It does have, uh, what's his name, in, who's in every single Lynch movie. McLaughlin. Kyle yeah, McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Yeah, Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. The funny thing... Paul uh, Little funny story, to, or at least a little bit of a little... Uh, little cool piece of information to your Star Wars thing. I think like he did uh, poach the cinematographer from Empire Strikes Back for future movies. Cause he did say, go on record saying like that second movie is the only one of these movies that looks good. Like of oh, the Star Cronenberg. Wars movies. Yeah. Cronenberg. Eventually oh, interesting. Did, huh? Did take the cinematographer from yeah. uh, Empire Strikes Back to do later. Well, movies. that makes sense. Yeah. I mean that, that is like a, that's an incredibly well shot movie. Uh, yeah. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, you know, back to what I was saying, it's like his, uh, the way that he, yeah, like the way that he puts shots together is like, like very you know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's you just know. like A, B, A, B. Yeah. He's, he seems like he probably walks on set and is like, all right. Um, yeah. Set the camera. Let's just start and start filming. See, I just wrote like, down mm-hmm. uh, noir lighting in one scene. And that's oh, yeah. You're talking about the, the apartment scene where yeah, they, they have the like the, the blinds? Lady, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, they also have the blinds like kind of like shooting in them. They have the right. shadows of the blinds that's the entire the time. That's interesting shot that I saw. I was like, oh, okay. I think Mark Irwin yeah. on the commentary talks about that too. But he says like, you know. He's the, the cinematographer? He's a cinematographer. Okay. And then like I think Cronenberg, him and Cronenberg had like ideas, but they're never, never so much on the look of the film. He says he's never had a uh, discussion with him other than like <laughs> I think uh, The Dead Zone. Mm-hmm. And The Dead Zone oh, was the okay. only movie that Cronenberg said like, hey, Make it look like, you know, so and so shot this movie. See, See but I think uh, I think he grew into having a style because I I remember History of Violence and, um, yeah, the other one, God Eastern damn it. Promises. Eastern Promises. I Western remember thinking that those were really trails. like good looking movies. Huh? Sorry, I made a stupid joke. It's oh, not okay. funny. We'll say it again so we can all <laughs> admire the joke. Uh, Western betrayals. It's just the opposite. Oh, it's the opposite. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Thanks for the laugh. This is the laugh guys. track here. Um, yeah, but I, I remember thinking that those movies looked really good. And he has uh, what's Cosmopolis. I'm, Cosmopolis. I'm probably going to check that yeah, out in the next week or two yet. just to kind yeah. of get a get With an idea. Good old Our Pat, Twilight man. boy. Yeah. One of our finest actors. Robert he is, he's one of the finest actors working in total series. Mm-hmm. I actually think that like he's very good. Um, yeah, he's really good. I think Cronenberg took a liking to him though. Isn't he casted him in like two movies? Like besides Cosmopolis, wasn't there another Cronenberg S one? I don't know, man. Yeah, like his was he, did all he his he recent like, stuff. girlfriend experience. Was he the one who did that? That's no, not Soderbergh. That oh yeah, Soderbergh. He's not. Yeah, our Pat's not in that. I don't. Man, think. Soderbergh is another. Is he? I don't thing. think so. Um, but yeah, like it, Hassan's got that twilight money, so he doesn't really need to do like fucking big budget shit yeah. anymore. Well, he's an example of, uh, who's the other person that we talked about? Uh, fucking right. Aaron Rodgers. Oh yeah. I what? think we have talked about this exact example. Oh, where you just don't give a shit anymore? Yeah. Well, where yeah. you peak early and then you're like, well, all yeah. right, I guess I'll I just do just cool chill. shit. Yeah. 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 Which, yeah, that makes Daniel sense. Radcliffe. Because on the yeah, flip Daniel side, yeah. on the flip side, dude, actually, that's the yeah. Yeah. yeah, he does um, like weird he's shit. He's doing now, like right? weird shit. It's awesome. Yeah. But another, the flip side is like Leo DiCaprio, where it's like, like take good roles, but like we know you're chasing that Oscar, Leo. You know, like we we know you're trying to get that. You're gonna do this Revenant movie, and oh my god, it was so hard to film. Yeah, and I, me, I, I'm excited like, now because yeah. he got it. And maybe he's just going to be... he's going to fucking chill the fuck out, you know? Hopefully. I know he's been taking, like, time off, and he's been talking about climate change everywhere, and mm-hmm. it's like, all right, cool. Well, that's good. I mean, someone needs yeah. to do He's going to go yeah. into his De Niro years, yeah. like, early? Like his, er, like his <laughs> oh, later, no, later De Niro bad years? Bad Grandpa 2 with yeah. Leo DiCaprio? Fucking now he's been going on his cruise ships where he fuckers. just, like, calls up a girl and then yeah. just sit on his dick while he listens to his, like... So have you seen any of those paparazzi video, the pictures? It's, like, it's just, like, weird dad bod DiCaprio... And just like eighteen, like hot, hot Russian girls, women, yeah. and it's like this guy, dude, this guy. Speaking <laughs> of like time, uh, being desensitized to shit, I think I think DiCaprio doesn't feel anything when he touches a woman. <laughs> yeah. No, haven't you heard that? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. what I said? Like a suit for libel. No, huh? you, like I heard that he like just calls a girl up and yeah. then sit on his dick and he puts he, on headphones. Yeah, he puts on headphones. Yeah. Oh yeah, there. you. Oh, yeah, man, I remember that story. Like, that's, so, that's so ridiculous. That's so like removed from yeah. reality. It's like I have this base need slash want and I'm just gonna put on some headphones. Like, like a, they're equivalent to listen like, to the new Drake album and just <laughs> bust it I'm gonna score this like, sex session right yeah. now. Just like a, like they're literally just lotion and tissues to him now. Like it's just yeah that's yeah, all let's, let's get this over yeah. with oh, boy, that's kind of like yeah we some, should stop. I mean we don't yeah. know that this is fact. I yeah, just want to say that yeah this is stuff we've heard rumors um, but I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, I mean yeah what if we found out he was just like listening to like John Williams soundtracks while he's doing it, so what, do you th- what do you th- what do you guys think? Leo DiCaprio is listening to. He's listening to a he's binaural beat that's like he really fucking the his whole like mind audio up. track to what's eating Gilbert Grape. Oh my god! Just the audio of the movie. Oh my god! He pops so the YouTube crazy. video of the movie. Mama, mama. Oh Ouch! <laughs> what if it is just a supercut of his quotes? Yeah, mama. Oh my god. All right, we've, we've slandered uh, DiCaprio enough. We love got, DiCaprio yeah, here. DiCaprio's great. It's a DiCaprio fan podcast here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Videodrome. He a fucking shit. <laughs> but Videodrome. Yeah, yeah, but Videodrome. This movie is very good at being just super gross. Like, there's, like, oh, in yeah. the sense of just, like, messy and just, like, fucking. Yeah. Like, you, you start off with James Wood's apartment, and he's, like, eating up, like, leftover pizza that's. He's dunking it in his coffee. Yeah, he's, he's dunking yeah. in the coffee. 
Yeah, he dunked it in yeah. his coffee. You know, every really set in yeah. this movie is like just gross. Grimy. Yeah, I'm glad grimy. that I'm glad that you brought that up because I don't, I don't know if I brought it up on our scanners episode. I can't remember, but even scanners has this this fucking like air of like discomfort. Like the whole time I was watching mm-hmm. scanners, I was like, I'm kind of uncomfortable watching this. And Videodrome, less less so today because I've seen it a few times already, but like. I remember the first time watching it, I was just like very uncomfortable with everything that was happening in the movie. And I think he's fucking great at that. He's like very good at making you uneasy and like giving the viewer. Yeah, he's more concerned with like the set design to make you feel that way. Yeah. And the special effects sure. of body horror stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to having like interesting lighting or like, you know. I don't know, shots that mm-hmm. kind of convey like really well composed, yeah. beautiful like shots. Which yeah. is like, you know, you, you take the you take the um the skill set that you have and you make it, you know, mm-hmm. make it good. Like he just doesn't seem to be very interested in making like interesting like shots. Yeah. Let's fine, keep that in mind you know? for future episodes though. Because right. I, I think I recall the fly being a lot more well composed, right? Mm-hmm. Right. In terms yeah. of shots. So I, I think it's maybe not well, something his, that he's uh, concerned about early. Huh? What's yeah, what what number is he like what film is this on his on his this list? This is two. The fly is our next for him. Well, I mean, like in, in his total filmography, total like film, how, I'll tell you here in a second. Yeah. Okay, um, because he had the brood right in the 70s, and then uh, you have first shivers, rabid, rabid, mm-hmm. and then you had shivers, shivers which was uh, another good one. No, actually, the first one was stereo in 1969. Okay, was uh, that a short film? Wow. Or a, uh, God, I think that might have been short though. film. Yeah, it's a, yeah, let's stick to the feature. Line. Wait, 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 hold on. It's a Canadian film. It's a Canadian Oh, yeah, you're film? right. It is like a short film. Yeah. So his actual features, so yeah, Shivers, Rabid. Mm. Uh, Shivers was before Rabid. It's crazy. Fast Company, The Brood, Scanners, Videodrome. So number six mm-hmm. on the uh, Videodrome's Cronenberg. Yeah. I, I love how he did yeah. Fast Company, uh, uh, like a movie about like sexy young people and like racing cars. Like he just did that like sandwiched in between the brood. That's fucking which ridiculous. is like this weird fucking uh like Freudian like sex movie with monsters in it and uh that. scanners. Huh? Yeah. And you watch that. The brood the brood yeah, is like very heavy it, yeah. on a the Brood is one of the weirdest movies I've ever it's seen. It's really, really It's weird. really good, though. Um, do I have to pop out the lotion and... Yeah, dude, what are you... you? There's, like, weird little monsters in that. Yeah, that's... um, And I... <laughs> it's a basically, like, yeah. uh, almost like a hive mind type of, like, fucking creature thing. You kind of have... I have to watch it yeah, again, but there's, like... You know like, what? Yeah, there's a cult... Yeah, there's a, the guy from Gladiator. I forgot his name. He passed away now. Yeah. Um is like the head of a, a weird religious cult and there's what? a lot of like moving parts. It's like, yeah. it's yeah, like, it is. It's a, it's, it's almost as complex as this, like storyline yeah. wise. Cause it For is sure. like, yeah, it, yeah. it involves some sort of like a, like a, a theory or like a philosophy of like, you know, um, getting rid of your stresses or something. I, I'm, I'm, per, you know, I'm obviously just loosely yeah, remembering it, but yeah. getting rid of your stresses by growing them out of your body, like just like picking like them off or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But in this movie, like this lady kind of basically pushes out her like, she makes children out of them. Like, they grow off of her as dude, opposed to, like... So, oh, that's right, dude. Yeah. yeah that, oh, the Brood fucking rules. And so, you guys like, gotta watch that the one. Brood that's and great. Shivers were actually a... Uh, they were influenced off of James Gunn's eventual movie, Slither. So, like, you know, it's basically, like, a very... Oh, they influence Slither? Or? Yeah. Because it's oh, all about, like, you know, that. people, yeah, like, yeah. kind of just, like, grow out of other things and then it's, like, a hive yeah, mind yeah. mentality. So it's kind of, like, a crazy, like, you know, version of that. Um, but it's still, like... It's a very quiet... Um, very cold and like 
you, obviously very Canadian too, because you, you know you recognize <laughs> any of that shit like here in, in oh, the states. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's I don't know a really, how I didn't really piece together movie. that like this movie is in Canada. Um, I mean, Fika, freaking Egon looks Canadian as hell, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, like super Canadian. Yeah, I think yeah. it's also kind of weird because the only Cronenberg movies I've seen are Shivers, The Brood, um, Videodrome, The Fly, and uh, History of Violence. Like, that's a quite. I mean, that's that's a pretty big, you know, selection, yeah. selection yeah. there. Um, and I think like it kind of it's a. Uh, oh, I don't know if you guys want to talk about this. It's like it's very different from like what uh, Carpenter does because Carpenter, I feel like, has entities that are black and white. Like you know, there's just it's. Not necessarily evil. I guess evil would be like well, a good you just know what explanation of it. Yeah, you just know what you're getting into with yeah. Carpenter. But like... It's, I mean, Big Trouble in Little China, though. I guess so, that's yeah. That's kind like of a... Pretty a, fucking uh, weird movie. That's kind of a different... It's a different... different it's a, it's, beast, a, it's, a, it's a, an exception, not the rule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think... I, I think see what you good. mean, though. The, there's kind of a duality to... Uh, yeah, like there's either their games. stuff that has no conscience or anything like that, and it's just like bad, or it attacks you because like it's just different or indifferent, I guess. Um, Cronenberg's like antagonists or, or situations involve some sort of philosophy, like you know, like the brood, like you know, there's a movement there that mm-hmm. it backs up what the fuck is actually going on on screen. A uh, video drum, the fly, like mm-hmm. it's all some sort of like weird, like uh, some kind of conspiracy. Yeah, some sort of conspiracy on, to change yeah, the, the norm with mm-hmm. whatever the fuck is going on, as opposed to like an entity just swallowing you up because it's like you know. Very, very alien. Less, less black and white. Than, yeah, uh, less black and white. Because, like, you know, uh, John Carpenter's movies. Halloween deals with, yeah, like, it, like mm-hmm. that's what I said, entities. Because, like, Michael Myers, the embodiment of evil. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, the there's, thing. like, nothing going on. The thing yeah, is, like, the embodiment of, like, thing. paranoia. Yeah, and par- paranoia and just, like, you know, cosmic, like, you know, mm-hmm. indifference. Because mm-hmm. it's just, like, you know, it'll eat you no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Um, as and, opposed to, uh, like, the you know, dude, so like the embodiment of coolness. The dude is embodiment the of Duke. Oh, the Duke. Oh, the, oh. <laughs> I said the dude. And I was like, whoa, 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 With the York. fucking, uh, he's a chandelier car, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That guy's yeah. cool as fuck. <laughs> that, that movie is very, yeah, man. I'm like trying to figure out like where these two directors fit. Well, James in... Carpenter and Escape from New York. James Carpenter. Everything's just, I mean, his <laughs> Escape from New York is yeah. just, everything's fucking shitty. Everyone yeah. fucking is evil. Everyone's terrible. Everyone's yeah. corrupt. Yeah. And the least corrupted person is still corrupted, you know, Snake. But he's genu- he's genuinely corrupted. Mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't give a shit. That's what makes him good. You know what's, in, what's you interesting? Know? You gave me kind of an idea of, like, what these two guys have in common, maybe, is, like, the 80s were one of our most, um, like, profitable, successful, uh, like, upbeat, happy decades, right? And yeah. these are two directors right, everyone that, Everyone's like, having a good time. Yeah, like these are two directors that like spit in that in the face of that. Right. right yeah. It's at, le- at least for the movies that we've covered so far. Everyone's like, happy enough to say, "Oh yeah, you know, whatever." You know, like yeah, just watch yeah. this and be like, "Yeah." Well, it's like that's why the but, thing failed. Yeah. It's like they knew that, like ET came out, and that's that's the eighty sci fi movie that everybody flocked to because mm-hmm. it it was with the times. And we kind of talked about this with the thing about how like John Carpenter was just a guy out of sync with the time he was in, and yeah, I think Cronenberg is same thing is yeah. kind of the same the same way where he has this kind of like dark cynical view right. of things, you know, right. Yeah, where you see it's like the darker side of like the the quote unquote war on drugs, yeah. or you know what I mean. Well, is and the cynicism ever um, is is it ever on the same wavelength as current times is? Is it ever like have you seen a cynical movie hmm. that has made buco bucks in the box office? Get out. 
I don't know if it's that cynical. Yeah, I don't know if it's like yeah, it's cynical, cynical though. Because like, like it's kind of yeah. I, I mean, I think it was that yeah. cynical. I think the ending. Yeah, I guess so. Because to me, it was just kind of like I don't know, just liberal liberal uh, racism. I mean, it's yeah. Not, I guess that truly cynical. cynical. Yeah. Cynical on the There's levels of be... like Cronenberg and uh, you know James yeah. Carpenter. I don't know. You keep saying James Carpenter. Why do I say James? It's because James Cameron. <laughs> Jesus yeah, fucking Christ. James Carpenter. You, been, I made you that. got a real hard on for, uh, for Cameron recently. Cameron and Carpenter did a fusion dance and they fucking turned into James I like, Carpenter. <laughs> I just like yeah. the name James over John, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. John's too, yeah. too normal. I know. Oh, well, my, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. James. Oh, God. You guys like, are just saying y'all are, yeah, y'all are preferring sorry, a John, John here. There's a James on screen right now that's probably worse than me. Like, yeah. maybe. Maybe oh, that's absolutely. why. That's why. Yeah, yeah you don't want to You don't want to associate uh, Mr. Well, I'm saying James Carpenter because James Woods. Is James Woods. Oh, is that's probably, that's yeah. probably why. My middle name's John John, so don't worry about it. Oh, <laughs> you know. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I always forget that. Yeah. Adam J. Dolphin. Adam J. Boy. Adam J. Can do our... Yeah, like I'm trying to think of a cynical movie. No, that's like been broke successful. Big? That, that is that is successful. I mean, as close as you can get, which is hard, is Lars Van Trier. I mean, he constantly that's gets successful, but he, successful. he keeps making movies. There's got to be a better example than that, man. He keeps um, making movies. I'm I'm thinking somebody like Nolan. Is he really that cynical? Well, I, that's what I'm. I'm like trying to pick directors and go through yeah, their movies, yeah, like. Yeah. Um, I mean, Nolan's probably as close as you can. Yeah. You know what? Yet. Uh, cynicism doesn't equal big bucks at the box office. So I yeah, think that's why, sure. unless that's I, you are in an indie, hitting yeah, yeah. You're, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know. Infinity War, maybe. Uh, well, that that's not very fair because it's 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 based off of its pre-existing conditions. Hmm. Like, there's. It's, it was going to make money no matter what the fuck was in that What's film. What's going on, yeah. Like it's, I guess so. You know? Yeah. Villanueva has some... I mean, I don't know if any of his movies are hits at the box office, but, like, his movies are pretty cynical. Like, you know... Right. See, Do you think so? I think... I mean, I think Blade Sicario Runner, is pretty, like, Blade pretty Runner's, cynical. Oh, so Sicario, Sicario yeah. Sicario is You know what? Yeah, Sicario... It got a sequel, money. man. Yeah. It got a sequal. Sicario made yeah, some good like I was gonna, I was, I wouldn't put like Blade Runner twenty forty nine up there, but yeah. like you know, I would, I would yeah. definitely say Sicario was like a really cynical movie that made big bucks um, at the box office. Taxi Driver, Taxi Driver is pretty cynical. Yeah. On, oh, like, masculinity, dude, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Wall Street. Yeah. So fucking cynical. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, yeah. and that so made there, there a is, lot of money. Yeah. People I, misread that movie though. But like I think, a, oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, yeah, for dude. sure. Absolutely. Because like I think the whole point of that movie is uh, to show how fucked up this whole shit is. But the way it's yeah. painted and the way it's presented to you, people misread it as like it being like glorified. And it's not glorifying that at all. Like yeah. it's well, not the, glorifying the, that. The moment when he hits Margot Robbie at the end, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's almost like, like this it's like a snap. Like yeah, it's it, it's a it's a heel turn. It's like yeah, this guy's a piece of shit. Don't yeah. you get it? Like, this is what's happening all along. Watching the yeah, movie, exactly, like yeah. this guy's a piece of shit, and it's like he uses the energy of of the eighties of like the era to fuel that like entertainment value. But then at the end, he gives you like a, a slap, like an actual, says, like yeah, like this is yeah. what's actually happening. Like For you sure. know, you yeah. know, what Scorsese's uh, actually a really, I think, cynical filmmaker. Like Departed, holy shit! Oh, you're right. That yeah. movie. He kind of like he's he really cynical. Flops between that and like you know your oh no, I guess it's that. I guess Hugo would be the exception there. But like you know, even Silence yeah. is kind of cynical until uh-huh. you get to the yeah. end. yeah, you know, yeah, because it's like sure. oh fuck, where's Jesus at, y'all? Yeah, he ain't coming, dog. Yeah, <laughs> where's Jesus at? For sure. Anyone see him? Jesus. 
And then Taxi Driver, yeah. Like yeah, early on, dude, with like Mean Streets and stuff, he was like really cynical. So I think I think that's more of an exception than the rule. Oh, you, know, you mean like on a just, on a big scale? Yeah, because yeah, Scorsese yeah. is just so talented that you know it, it, whatever he knew how, mean, to, how to thread the needle. And Goodfellas pretty fucked up, and like you know, like all, yeah. all those movies mm-hmm. for sure. And he just knows how to because that's his shtick, right? And he knows how to do it. And Quentin Tarantino is pretty cynical, right? Yeah. So yeah. It, it's kind of like the execution, I guess, which is good. At least you know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know why. Cronenberger Carpenter um, didn't make it as as much as you know Scorsese or like mm-hmm. maybe it's just too far in the the weird spectrum. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think that's the case. I think at least for Cronenberg, and he's he's still a guy that's like massively respected in film circles and stuff. Like I uh, like um, a lot of people I follow on Twitter. Like they went to. Uh, it was a marathon at Beyond Fest that happened recently, and it was a like four movie Cronenberg marathon with him in attendance in like a Q and A after the four movies. And it's like it's like that stuff is there, but Cronenberg definitely is not like a big mainstream guy. Like he didn't break through, but I don't think he really wanted to. You know, well, yeah, whereas, he whereas Carpenter, be... I think, did. Maybe that's the difference. Well. I don't think even well Carpenter never really cared. He still wanted to do what he wanted to do, you know, like based yeah. off what I heard on his interview for the thing. Yeah. This thing is obviously it's most like his most like his biggest attempt at Hollywood kind of production. But he still like brought in his old crew, you know, he still brought in all the people that he worked with. Yeah. And he still wanted to make the thing that uh you know kept true to his vision mm-hmm. you know? and i think these are these these directors are kind of the their vision at all costs and despite yeah. um whatever because i mean i can't see a hollywood uh executive saying oh yeah let's do videodrome this sounds pretty good right yeah <laughs> like in no but yeah, with in taxi no driver world. or like goodfellas like yeah you mm-hmm. know easy yeah, Even you got to get a bankable star, get a violent, uh, uh, get a violent movie. Mm. Um, yeah, for sure. Mm. It's just a, this is just too fucking weird. It's just yeah. too fucking weird, you know. And because people don't want to think about um, Viodrome, they just take it at, at its tip of the iceberg level and just say, "Oh, yeah, it's just weird for the sake of weird." Guy like know? a vagina in his stomach. You put <laughs> a fucking movie in it. It didn't make any sense. It's dumb. It's too weird, man. I wish <laughs> I was smoking weird. weed when I saw this. <laughs> what the fuck is? Is it? Who, what character is this? I, just, I quoted that to Adam the other Jeremy? day. What's up, Jeremy? What's up, guys? I'm Jeremy. I hate movies, boy. Yo, Jeremy, you like movies. that? You like that stanky stank or what? Yo, what got fuck? some of that shit, dog. Got that can of booze. <laughs> 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 this is my new fucking favorite character. Um, <laughs> God damn it! What was I gonna say? Oh, you do. Cronenberg reminds me of like a fucking uh, like a rifen, like an '80s rifen almost. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I could um, see that for sure. Yeah. Because they're kind of, they're true to their vision on mm-hmm. things, you know, rifing with his like exploitative um, violence and and horror. And yeah, Cronenberg was weird body horror. Yeah, shit, weird yeah. body you know sex I mean? violence stuff. And it's sex. just unfortunate, you know, like people who 
I mean, I guess, I guess that's what makes an artist like, you know, that's why they call it starving artist, right? Like, yeah. You know, someone who's who's kind of true to their vision, they always, they're not very uh, profitable, per se. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I hate to think of somebody, some director right now that's not doing too hot. I mean, maybe, I'm, I mean, I don't know, maybe. Kornberg? <laughs> like no, I mean, like, a new one that's, like, trying to, oh, like, you yeah, know, yeah. get their stuff made. Yeah. But, but uh, it's just too weird. You know? I don't know. You know what's fascinating is that, like, it's almost... The I think the um, system now snags these guys up, guys and girls up, after they make one good movie that's like interesting, and they may go on to make like a video drone. But they snatch him up, kind of right. I mean, he made. I think so. Yeah, he's a good example. I think like he got even. Well, he got even more personal movies in than I think a lot of guys do. It's like you got like guys like regardless of whether or not you think he's talented, I don't, but Colin Trevorrow, it's like he makes one movie, bam, Jurassic World, yeah. bring Jurassic well, Park back. The thing, it's like right. the, the more nefarious way of looking at that is, uh, I'm not nefarious, the more cynical way of looking at that yeah, yeah. is that the studios, they, um, they know that you've, you are capable of making a movie because you made an indie film. Like, you know, say, yeah. you know... Uh, What's the name of that stupid movie that he did? Uh, Safety Not Guaranteed. And Ryan Johnson made Brick and Looper. It's obvious that they can make a movie. For sure, yeah. And since they haven't done anything too, too big, and they put them on like a big project, they can be molded more. Mm -hmm. They can be kind of sculpted on what the studio says because they're kind of overwhelmed with all this like... Right, with all this yeah. shit, you know. The studio sees them almost as a also like a, a tool. cheap, yeah, yeah, like a cheap tool a cheap because tool. like you know they've yeah. never been paid this much, so like you know That's, you should be you yeah. should be grateful for getting this much and to work on like a big IP like yeah. the way we're allowing you. I to, mean, no sure. matter what you think about the Last Jedi, I mean, I've never heard Brian Johnson ever like say apologize for things that he that had he did with in it. Last yeah. Jedi. I mean, like you yeah. know, it, nothing's perfect. Like I, I, if I made something, I would say, yeah, I'm sorry that I like, you know, there's some things I wish I would have done or, you know, like, just, but I've never yeah. heard him say anything like, yeah. I mean, even well, Colin Trevorrow, right? yeah. I mean, huh? even with Colin Trevorrow, it's like, I haven't heard like, that's true. Guy, He's like, pretty apo- unapologetic about the book yeah. of Henry, even though like I heard that that was like a terrible movie. <laughs> like, so. I think he thinks it's a masterpiece, man. And all all that's right there. The goddamn, I kind of do too, honestly. Uh, <laughs> have you seen that, John? I have not seen it's, it. It's, I mean, I've heard it's really bad. Like, it's, dude, uh, pop that shit. In it's it's going to make you, you're going to go on a fucking journey, John, yeah. more than you have for, Probably any recent movie we watched. <laughs> yeah. It is something. Gather else, a couple man. friends. Is it like emotional manipulation beers. though? Because like I've heard that a monster calls by um Bay J A Bay and Nota. Just I I've, heard it's like emotional. I like, heard that. Yeah, I heard that about that too. But it's just, just like if it's just sad or something, just to no, like, no, 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 you're no, not gonna no. feel a goddamn you're not thing. Gonna, that's Let's the thing. make like, that expressive okay, cool. laughter. Um, yeah, absurdity. you're gonna be laughing a lot. You're gonna be scratching your head. Be like, wait, what? Yeah. Wow, it is now I'm fun. excited. It's, it's actually a great film to to get your friends yeah. together and just have a few beers. and It's like The Room almost. It's like you're just like confused as to how this movie could have been mm. made. You know? Yeah. Well, see, that's so that's interesting, too, because it's like going back to that, like Hollywood picking up these guys who have made one movie, maybe two, and giving them a huge franchise. Um, I, I think uh, I, it was Marvel <clears throat> who it kind of came out that like, um, all of these new directors that are making Marvel movies don't really have any say in the action 
at all, like in the actual like action scenes. Yeah, like the big, that, that the big they have like second sequences. unit action director guys who are like overseeing all of that. So they, basically, all they're called in for is, is like character stuff. Yeah, yeah, to direct. And the then actors. they just have like a team yeah. of guys doing all the action, mm-hmm. which makes sense because all the action is kind of of the same. Like it's never uh, except for like Civil War and. Uh, Cap to talking about that airplane scene though, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Talk, except for Rousseau Brothers, I feel like there's no there's no Marvel movie. Yeah. yeah, there's not a lot of vision there. Yeah, right. Yeah, but there all, is a character. Similarly, look. Yeah, they all definitely the kind of look the same aesthetically too. Like you know, as yeah. as weird as like that's been said time and time and again, especially when it does to like compare them to like DC films or something. Um, yeah, they, their aesthetic kind of does look very similar. Hey, like you know, at least Daddy Zaddy has a has a tone. You know. <laughs> That's the funny thing too. Like Wait, you guys were. You're, what the fuck did you just say, Daddy Zaddy, dude? Is that a Zach Zach Snyder? Snyder, That's what I was gonna oh say. Like God, actually, Cronenberg reminds me of a. Has a fucking vision. Not remind yeah, me, but like yeah, Snyder right. reminds me of like an anti Cronenberg or something. Because like he, like Cronenberg, Cronenberg is super into his own ideas, is unapologetic oh, about them, all style and stuff like saying. that. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's. I mean, Cronenberg's not all Look, style, but like, like you know, well, no, I mean, Snyder's for like, Snyder, yeah, yeah. But Snyder's like, you know, unapologetic about everything that he puts mm-hmm. in his fucking movies, whether it be like polarizing or not. Like, you know, it's all like, and it does come from somewhere too. Because if you actually, I've never heard someone, maybe James Gunn, like defend his movie so much like the way Snyder does. Like Snyder's always like, well, it means this and this and this, and people are like, okay, well, that makes sense now. But why didn't we get that when we watched the fucking movie? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. so like that that's kind of reminds me of like a Cronenberg yes, type years of person from now. Batman vs. Soup, Soup Man is a masterpiece. Is be cons- Criterion Collection. Oh fucking hell no! Boy. I actually showed that to no, someone I, recently. I bet it's, it's like, going to be on Criterion. Yeah, it's aging better you. than it needs than it than Armageddon's it was. on. Like, I mean, if Armageddon gets on there, because well, it's culturally impactful. Movie. That's what the Criterion for the what 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 is it? Is culturally impactful. Yeah, culturally impactful. The criterion for the criterion collection. And I think that's not what I think when I browse their catalog. If you get my drift. Yeah, we're looking at you, film struck fuckers. Oh yeah. Oh, that's you. Yeah, my bad. Uh, (laughs) I forgot. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I have a bunch of fucking criterion shit at my collection. They have they have good movies. That's for sure. They do. They have very weird ones as well. Yeah. Like yes. uh, fucking video drums, a goddamn another yeah. one, man. Scanners is on Criterion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Criterion loves Cronenberg. A lot of Cronenberg stuff. And Naked Lunch is on uh, fucking. I haven't seen Naked Lunch. Yeah. I wanted to on, check that one. Naked yeah. Lunch is his most surreal movie. Like he's he's dipping his toes into that like surrealist yeah, uh, surrealism like, pond mm-hmm. in this movie. And the hallucination um, things I heard. Like, Naked actually Lunch is all that shit. Yeah, yeah. Naked Lunch was like. You know, all those high school... Remember on Clockwork Orange? Talk about those alternative high school chicks? Yeah, yeah. They always had the Clockwork Orange bag, and they had Naked Lunch. <laughs> Naked Lunch book. Yeah. The book oh, in there, God. you know? The and fucking I was like, William S. Burroughs. Yeah. I yeah, I know like, someone who, like, yeah, who's, uh, who married, like, a girl who was, like, super into that book, and it was just, like, really funny. Because, like, yeah, it was just, like, I've seen that, like, everywhere else. Like, when they're just, like, in mm-hmm. college, I've seen many people reading Naked Lunch by... It's like that Burroughs, and, right? uh, William S. Burroughs. I think What's that super fucking long one by David Wallace... David Foster Wallace. Wallace. Oh, uh, um, uh, Infinite Jest. Infinite mm-hmm. Jest, yeah. I tried reading that, and I was like, I don't know about this. <laughs> it's kind of like... Um, it's like Gravity's Rainbow, right? Yeah. It, it's... I think it goes without saying, with those type of films, even this, I mean, I mean, those type of books and these type of films, you kind of have to start off with their earlier work because it primes you for where their headspace is located. Mm. I think we talked about this before. That's what I like about this podcast. It's kind of like you have to, 
we start off kind of at their beginning and then you start mm. learning what their headspace is kind of like. That's, you know? that's why I'm excited for the season, man, mm. because like I know Cronenberg, there's definitely going to be an evolution there. Um, have you seen dead ringers, John? I have not. Yeah. That's, that's the one that we're going to end on. And everybody says that it's like one of, if not the best of his, and I'm pretty excited to, to see that fucking Jeremy Irons plays plays Ooh, twins. Jeremy Irons is pretty he awesome. Plays twin uh, gynecologist brothers. <laughs> yes, oh, I've, wow. I've heard of it. <laughs> like, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Ooh, boy, I want to see that. But, um, so yeah, I'm excited to track that, and for Carpenter, obviously too. Uh, what's the last one we're doing? Uh, they live. I, I think guess. they live. They live. Yeah. Last one. Yeah. So, can you guys make a note of like how? Because apparently Carpenter or Carpenter, uh, fucking what's his name, uh, Cronenberg say that uh, said that. Um, he doesn't believe in making his characters, his main characters, sympathetic or empathetic. Like he doesn't want you to relate to them in that in that way. Um, he says like all he tries to do is just create an interesting character, like whether it be sleazy or whether it be like you know. Oh, that's how it should yeah. always be, and that's pretty I'd cool. But I just that. want you to like I wanted y'all to because I haven't been tracking obviously what because y'all basically still recording the the season. Well, you can't really yeah. sympathize with Carpenter's character like that. boy. Oh, you talking fucking Steve Lack? Steve yeah. Lack, you can't really. Oh, because of the acting. Or what? Yeah, yeah. L- lacking in acting, L- lacking in lacking acting. In if acting. you ask he's me, he's gonna scan you. You better watch out. Yeah. But does Carpenter exactly. come from like an opposite view? Like, does he come from an actual Hollywood point of view where it's like you know make your characters like likable or like sympathetic? No, like, no way. Uh, does no, he? Or I don't no? think so. No, no. I don't think so. so uh, solid Snake, fucking uh, Snake Plissken. Solid Snake. The, he's not sympathetic yeah at all he doesn't make them unlikable though i'll yeah, say that thing. because like, like you still look at uh rj mccready and are like this guy fucking rules maybe that's more to kurt russell but like his characters generally mm-hmm. and laurie strode and like halloween i think in that sense in that one like she's somewhat like well you kind of had to so because it's a horror film like, right that's, had to. that's true yeah. so that, i guess that it, would be the, a, the game for that one it'd yeah. be a contrast then because like all of cronenberg's characters are sleazeballs or like you know the people that are basically unlikable but they're like mm-hmm. they're yeah. part of this movie which which you have to follow because like it's seen through their eyes like i wouldn't say like max wren uh in this movie is technically likable but it is like you know you do feel for him at times where he's going through this weird shit because like you know, i don't know he, i never felt for him like whatsoever i, I, I kind of didn't too just because yeah. like the the beginning it sets it up i, I was fascinated he's for sure but yeah he's uh from from the very beginning mm. and maybe i'm taking my james woods real life shit into this but like mm. he don't worry, to me he seems i don't very have sleazy. any of that baggage Okay, yeah, there you go. So. You're just an objective. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, they set him up at the beginning as like, yeah, he's just. I, I view guy. him as sleazy because yeah. he's yeah. like, he's just like, nah, that's not good enough. We need this. We need this nasty shit to put on our channel. But he does such a great job. <laughs> yeah, at being sleazy, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate his acting for. I mean, is it actor? Sure. Who knows? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. it's just, yeah. just, just, just woods all the way. Just one hundred percent unfiltered woods in this mm-hmm. performance. I only felt for him for a for a bit. Only because of like the fact that I haven't seen the movie before anyway, and the fact that like he oh, does okay. like at times he does genuinely want to. I get a sense that the character does want to escape all this shit. Like he does. I mean, he is a sleazeball, but he also like tries to yeah. not. I mean, he doesn't really do a good job at it, but he tries to not uh, get that girl Nikki, though it's played by you know Debbie Debbie Harry. Yeah, um, he yeah. tries to not get her to like go to Pittsburgh for video drum. Like he yeah. said, he does. Yeah, that's yeah. true. He does yeah. seem to have a detached sense of like, oh, this shit is trash, but like you know, I'm not going to be a part of it. And, you know, I, even though I, I distribute this stuff, like you know, I don't know. It's still I pretty think trash. He kind of give up any sort of sympathy when he started just like trying to 
get it. Get you know? it, yeah. Like, I mean, I mean yeah, because like it's he just... put himself in the mm-hmm. situation to begin with. But the fact sure that he now. does feel, like, an actual human sense of, mm-hmm. like, dread whenever he does find out that, like, it made a tumor in him. It's like, that's where the only I mean, kind of connection that I, I felt guess, to him. I was like, oh, yeah. yeah, well, he wants to get out of this just as much as everyone else does, really, if I, I guess. If, if I were to have to pick out a particular time where I did feel sympathetic would be at the very, very, like, the third act because he's totally programmed by whoever. Like, he's not in... Like, he doesn't have any sort of... His agency is gone. Yeah, he has zero agency. And, like, oh, yeah, I mean, now he's just a vessel, just, like, you know... For both sides, basically. For both sides. Like, he's not doing anything anymore. He's no longer his sleazy slimeball guy, you know? He's just... um, He's just an assassin that's programmed mm-hmm. to do stuff. Yeah. You know? And it's like, all right. Like, but I still, you know, at the end of the day, I just thought like, well, you kind of, kind of, kind of did it to yourself. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, okay. You fucking like, mm-hmm. made that bed. Well, I guess, mm-hmm. I don't know. You guys are doing the fly eventually too? Oh yeah. It's our I next next one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, was like, I guess the same thing goes for Jeff Goldblum's character in that movie. Like he's not yeah, really too, he, yeah. like you can't really feel for him. And he's kind of like a, he has, he has a bit of a, a an, Anti James Woods thing going on mm-hmm. where it's like it's uh his fucking name, what's his Goldblum? Yeah, and so you're immediately kind of in because Goldblum's so he's charming, charismatic because the actual, yeah, because yeah. the actual well, person. and it's it's a love mm-hmm. story too. Like, I don't want to spoil anything, but like Gina Davis is in it, and it's like there's that I think that's the feel, that's the feel. There's the more that's feel that movie that has more heart than I think any of his movies, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, no, dead that zone? I've seen, oh, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, dead zone, I mean, we'll just get we can get through this real quick, James Carp. John Carpenter. Yeah, yeah. If, if he I did video drill. <clears throat> um, I think this will be pretty quick because his version is They Live. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I guess We're so. Done. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. you're absolutely right about right? that. Right? Like, it's, it's They Live. It's they like, live. it's the same kind of concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll get to it when we go And on yeah, I think, I think in that episode... That we'll uh, say if, if we'll come back to this in a few regards. Yeah. So if uh, on that episode, will we say... Yeah. If Cronenberg did They Live, it'd be video Videodrome. It's <laughs> <laughs> totally true, I guess. Yeah, yeah, well, that's that's what I was thinking of when I was watching this, is like, typically, I don't fucking think, I always forget about that question until mm. you ask it on the podcast. Every time, yeah, really. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking weird. I, I like, block You're it like out of my head. ambushed by it? You're yeah. just like, fuck, holy hell. But, but while I was watching this, I was like, oh, They Live. Like, They Live is uh, John Carpenter doing a very similar thing. Um so how the f- who the fuck does this this visual effects stuff? Rick um, Baker. Rick. This okay. Remember oh, yeah, how yeah. on the thing episode we uh, yeah Adam it's so uh, the good. James it's Wood so the good. it's on the TV again. We have it playing and James Woods is putting his head into the TV. Like, into, I don't even know. Like I guess you have to have a projector, like a, right? Yeah, it's or? like a projector behind the thing. It's like a dental. Da- it's a combination of dental dams dental and like dam, balloons. Yeah. Like they're dental like kind of like projection. stretched out. Yeah, yeah. and they're using mm. they're using compressed air to like. To make so it like cool. to make yeah. it live and breathe and stuff, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Rick Baker is like I think he's re- he's retired now. <laughs> One of my favorite movies of all time is uh, American Werewolf in London, and he, he uh, did the effects for that. He did the effects for that. Oh, and it was pretty really? great. Well, yeah. it's funny because um, we talked about oh wow that was Carpenter too. We talked about how Rick Baker finished up a lot of the effects on. Mm. The thing. Oh, really? That's when awesome. the uh, I forgot his name already. The guy who was doing VFX got like double pneumonia and was like oh, sick shit. as shit from like oh, yeah, being that's exhausted right, that's right. from the thing. And yeah. then uh, uh, Rick Baker, I already forgot his name. Jesus, it was a Rick yeah, Baker. Yeah. Uh, Rick Baker came in and he didn't take credit. Like he's not in the credits, even though he mm. did like a pretty substantial amount of effects. I did not work. know that. Oh, cool that's guy. pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, looking at the timelines, 
he was probably working on this at the same time as like the thing or mm-hmm. doing that immediately yeah. after. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, yeah, very talented. Very yeah, definitely. I bet, I bet yeah. we're going to see Rick Baker pop up a lot in these. Probably in these early ones. Uh, yeah. Big Trouble. Um, big Trouble for sure. Yeah, Maybe. a lot of effects stuff. We'll uh-huh. Yeah, he was yeah. the original uh, Nicotero, which Nicotero was like, you know, nowadays. Um, you know, He the, was more 70s though, right, make- Nicotero? No, Nicotero's my bad. I'm Nicotero's now. Like Nicotero is, was yeah. trained by Savini, and he's uh, he was Romero's original. Savini is basically. Who I was thinking yeah. Of, yeah. Yeah, that's so, right, that's right. but Nicotero is like everywhere now. Like that's why when people like even even when people, I mean, I'm going to mention it. Sorry, um, when people shit on Suicide Squad and the Oscar it won. John, we're going to need you to leave. The Oscar that it won was K and B. I mean, Nicotero. I mean, it's Nicotero's like company. Oh, so makeup like, and style. Yeah, right? so I'm just like just yeah. not giving it to him just out of principle. <laughs> I don't know about that. Like they deserve every award that uh, goes to them because like they're, those fuckers what, like do Suicide Squad. Do awesome. No, no, no. Nicotero's K and B's uh, company. So like he I, does good work. I mean, I mean he did all the yeah. he does all the Walking that's, Dead stuff. That's all the really Dead what stuff, like everything made horror Suicide nowadays. Squad any like in the sense of wanting to watch it because it looked right. Like everyone's the, costumes, the design, design. Yeah. production yeah. design. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. It's all him, man. It's a real testament to uh, yeah. Next season, David Iyer versus Daddy Zaddy. Oh my God! When? Where did you get Daddy Zaddy at? Daddy where are you Zaddy. pulling that from? Oh, from fucking. Um, are you on like the movie circle jerk? The DC fucking subreddit or it's movie circle yeah. jerk, man? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, He's a subscriber to the it, DC yeah. universe. That's Daddy a, Zaddy. Oh, the boy. streaming you know, service. Like Daddy's Daddy, I kind of do. It's grown on me a lot, <laughs> dude. His next movie's The Fountainhead. How on brand is that for dude, fucking fuck Zack yeah, Snyder? Oh, I like Anne Rand in a individual sense, not in a societal sense. I'll yeah. say that it'll be interesting, man. How uh, <laughs> yeah. people take that one. Well, it's like it's like you you read Anne Rand when you're in high school and you're like fuck yeah, yeah. and then you grow up. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like <laughs> then you realize how stupid. But it is. then you go to college yeah. and you're like, oh, that's really well, funny because oh, yeah. I saw. Uh, Brie Larson posted like an actual like quote from Anne Rand and like just oh, I, left I it there. Seeing that. Like that. People were like giving her shit for it. Yeah, and that's I was just like, thinking, I was like, well, that's kind of weird. Anne Rand said some cool stuff, but you yeah. don't have to like. Yeah, love you don't. You don't have to just her. by and yeah. large say no, none of that. Yeah. That's because all like you know, on an individual sense, you should be anarchistic. Like you should be like you should be like doing yeah. the best that you can as a person. Mm-hmm. But in a society sense, you shouldn't do anything Anne-Rand says because yeah, it's super yeah. dangerous, you know? <laughs> but, <laughs> no, well, then you get Bioshock. That's like the whole yeah, uh, yeah, origin yeah. of that. But, yeah. like, you know, you can... I mean... Andrew Ryan, which Andrew is like a very Ryan, yeah. similar, similar name. Like, I think it's mm-hmm. intentional, yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah, I could see that. And they're going to get a bunch of... We lost a few liberal listeners. Ooh. <laughs> liberal listeners? Yeah, because we're uh, praising Anne Rand or something. Oh, well... Well, Paul him. Ryan loves uh, Anne Rand. We just got a well, few conservative listeners because yeah. we're talking about James Woods the entire time. So That's true. I'm going to... The tags you know for this one... A- imagine like a, a redneck... <laughs> you know that Anne Rand's pretty good stuff, right? <laughs> like, when they're I like wa- super into Anne Rand. Yeah. Like... I read the foul head, good stuff. For the for the that SEO for the SEO for this episode, I'm gonna put like Ann Rand, James Woods. What was the other one that we mentioned that's really gonna bring just him put in? MAGA, dude. Yeah, yeah. MAGA. I'll like really down. just kind of reel them in yeah. and they'll be kind of caught off guard by our liberal SJW cuck politics. <laughs> I hope Beto has won by now. Oh, oh god. Well. This is gonna be really sad if I not. know. Oh, man. He's probably going like, to lose, honestly. Man. It's not looking good, dude, but yeah. you never know. But you know. Those I'm millennials gonna... got to show up. Yep. <sighs> All right. Tomorrow. Um, so what does it's long like, live yeah. the new flesh mean to y'all? Well, it's just like what I talked about at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, was the, um, that it's no longer, like your identity is not based off of, uh, based off actual meat, 
you know, like this, this body bag that we kind of live in, it's based off yeah. of, uh, you know, video and frequencies and all that. So that's the, the thing. New flesh, yeah. Yeah. The know? things that, that, that we consume. And it's like, um, and that, that point is even illustrated further with, uh, when the gun that he pulls out at the end fuses with his, mm. his hand. And it's just like these weird, um, I don't even know how to describe them. Like analog. It's a weird, like bioorganic, like yeah, like bioorganic, like that. that, Say like cybernetic stuff. mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. It's like it's like new flesh. It's like he they've evolved almost. At least James Woods has. Mm. But is it like a? I I was like, like, is it a physical thing? Because I was like, yeah, but I was like, because the movie takes it like takes that concept and is you know kind of makes it a little bit literal too because like the the imagery that you see from like the 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 moving television sets or like the breathing mm-hmm. uh Betamax tapes or like you know yeah. even at the very end before he mm-hmm. shoots himself like when he shoots himself on the TV like guts and fucking intestines fly out of the fucking television so yeah like it's kind of weird I don't know how, how to take all that stuff honestly I don't I'm either because it's just really like sure. no it's, it's, it's like, just like what I said it's, it's like just, a literal it, new flesh like an actual a metaphor flesh thing? like it, it's just conveying the idea of that our identity is now being encompassed by uh, the oh, television. Oh, it's fused. Okay. It's fused. It's okay, just, yeah. So it's, it's just it's okay. the Conveying flip side in, yeah. of the mm. tubing and shit on his hand. Yeah. It's the TV with uh, human organs and all that shit inside. Yeah, it, it's, it's just it. a okay. way of conveying that idea that we are now the videos. You know, like, yeah, that, yeah. that is our, that's the new flesh. That's what our I, identity I love now. Because, like, the... You know, Oblivion, like he, his identity is now like with the videos, like he, he's died. His old flesh has died, but his new flesh is the, um, lives on. Yeah. Lives on. I I love the, uh, I I know we talked about how shot, like, uh, Cronenberg's not a big shot, shot, shots guy, but, um, that final sequence, I should say, I think is really fucking good where he's looking at the TV. We're slowly zooming into the TV. He kills himself and then we watch the exact fucking sequence play out, like like, like it's the actual thing that was he's on the not TV do right, it or yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, dude, that's fucking great, and it's it it syncs them up. They become one, just like uh, mm-hmm. like what happens during the whole fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking great ending. It's awesome. Uh, yeah. Which I, I read was actually fucking James Woods' idea. Apparently, apparently oh, Cronenberg had like bad. another. Yeah. Orgy idea. He had like an orgy. Yeah, dude. Idea. He had this weird yeah. like sex idea where like where James he shot Woods, himself and then they appear like in the videodrome yeah. like arena or whatever. Yeah, the fuck. yeah. And they have like these weird sexual growth organs like, that comes out, out of there. <laughs> yeah, that comes out of there. <laughs> have you like, seen Society? Have you guys seen Society? No. It's kind of like, like actually, actual no, the, uh, oh, okay. the movie society. Uh, no. it's kind of like, I would imagine it would be like that. Cause they have like oh, this yeah. weird, like body morphing, like oh, orgy. Geez. Everyone's just kind of like congealed together. And like, Oh Christ. Yeah. Man. It's pretty gross. See, I, I, yeah. I almost wish that was the ending just to see mm-hmm. him do something like that fucking weird. But, yeah. um, apparently but it was yeah. too much. Like that's what he said. Like when they filmed oh. it, cause they filmed that and then okay. they're like, you know, these, you know, these little prosthetic things are coming out of uh, three people's stomachs. So it was like James, or no, the Max Ren character, the uh, the daughter Oblivion, I forgot what her name is, but the daughter oh, Oblivion yeah, character yeah. and the Nikki character, mm. all of them develop slits in their chest, like the way, um, or in their stomach, like the way um, Max's character does. And yeah, they, yeah. Like sex organs come out of that, 
out of that slit oh and start like God. fucking each other. That Holy is shit. And it's like it's grotesque, but like they said during the filming of it and after they got done with it, like Cronenberg was like, This is way too over the top. Like this is like <laughs> I could see that. This yeah. is like, super like, a little bit too no, much. Like uh yeah. the executive that like wrote the check for this movie, he he just like he he hasn't visited sets any day the whole shoot. He and he comes goes on there down, on he's that like one. uh uh, hey, hey, Dave. Uh, what, what, what are you guys working on today? And then he walks in, and he's just like, "What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing?" And I, then he's like, "I guess we'll reshoot it." Like, that's I'm, pretty I'm funny. thinking he just like the producer was like, "You know, I le- I'm letting you get away with a lot of stuff here. <laughs> I'm, letting, yeah. I'm letting you do the vagina and the tummy yeah. thing. Let's just come on, David. David give me a just, little just, bit. Just take you out fucking this weirdo. That, that, that scene. That was <laughs> actually one of the funny things." Scene. <laughs> about the production because he said that Universal helped them in the distribution of this like you know and they came they were a player that came on kind of late into the production of the movie but he was like he was kind of freaked out because Universal at the time was like seen as a very conservative studio oh man yeah I forgot it's Universal I forgot yeah. it has the opening uh, mm-hmm. yeah logo and everything and so like he said like they kind of let him do his own thing which is like kind of crazy because like he was like uh, yeah he's like this is Universal and it's kind of with like, that you know, branding on the front yeah, yeah for sure that's insane like you know it's because what, what's happened since then is that big companies like that own these smaller ones and so, so that they can like have that. I'm trying to think of a good example. It's like Fox Searchlight or something. Yeah, yeah. So that Fox they can Atomic, do weirder like, experimental yeah. stuff that's like not going to taint the the uh, the big the big picture the big brand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like how Disney owns um, like Miramax or something. Like where they, they yeah, yeah, and they do oh, like yeah, a bunch yeah, of rated yeah. R shit. But it's like they mm-hmm. they're able to brand it in a certain way that people don't associate like, it with it's the not big Disney. One. Yeah. yeah, like like if it's the Disney, Disney and then it's fucking kill like yeah, kill Bill or something. It's yeah. like what the f- what the fuck? Like, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah, like, you so see I, a bullet I, like jump over the fucking oh, like, Disneyland. Oh man, that that's like that's Disney going postmodern, man. That's like I don't mm. think we'll ever see anything like that. But uh, well, wait till the Punisher wait, movie in twenty twenty five. Numbers playing. Wait until the money calls for it. Disney will do whatever the fuck it wants as yeah. long as the money. The money is a good because they're going to get Deadpool, yeah. man, and they're probably they're going to want to keep that gravy train rolling. I'm sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, so, yeah. We're going to go to Disney World, and then we're going to see Deadpool Princess. And a picture with Deadpool Princess. Oh, dude, that's totally gonna happen. And then like a Punisher, like you yeah. know, like you know, like a like a one of these little giant like mascot characters, the Punisher. Like imagine that. Like it's just so crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all like uh, slimy Italian men that you're like shooting down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's got a big smile on his face, and he's just like. You see a little, a little boy in his little Punisher get up. He gets to go in. And, oh, he's and wearing like a little trench coat. Yeah. No, that's going to be Atticus, dude. Oh, oh, God. God. You need to make Atticus. That's Brent's little baby. Yeah, yeah. He needs to wear a Punisher outfit. That, fuck that'd fuck be your cute stupid fuck, Monsters, yeah. Inc. shit. I know. That's a baby lame. in a little trench coat and a skull shirt, yeah, dude. That's, 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 yeah. that's too lit, honestly. You know that's how many upvotes you're going to get on... Oh, boy. Man, on, that's so uh, crazy. On uh, just our like, Marvel, I Marvel Studios. Everyone would love this shit. That'd be, that's Give a, him a little shotgun instead of, like, make it a, like his bottle, but it's like you put, like, a shotgun <laughs> on it or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. It's like a, a double barrel, on but it's his bottle. Yeah. That's cute as hell. It's a good idea. It's a good idea. It's Halloween. Pass that idea along. That's good. Um... But uh, yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. let's uh, Let's wrap wrap it up. up. Wrap it up. And final thoughts, Brent. Ooh, starting with me. Yeah, we'll start Um, start with uh, good old. Yeah, this this movie is uh, really great. I uh, 
I, I still, I still, everything doesn't quite click. It's one of those movies that like, I'm, I'm going to watch a few more times. And I feel like after two or three more viewings, it's like all going to like come together Jump for in, me. Yeah. Um, but I, I love just like the sheer creativity and like the, the weirdness. bold, yeah. yeah, the weirdness, like the bold nature of this movie. Um, and it's so like prophetic as well. Like it's, it seems incredibly ahead of its time. Um, yeah, like Cronenberg also kind of seems like a guy like Carpenter that wasn't quite sitting right with the time that he was in being in the 80s. Um, but yeah, there's just so much imagination in it and uh, incredible like makeup effects, uh, disgusting uh, body horror shit in this movie. Um, uh, I love it. Videodrome is uh, is a great one. I, I like it a lot more than Scanners, I think. Scanners, I think, is good and I enjoyed it. Uh, but Videodrome, he's like... Like I said, I think at the beginning, like, it's like, bam, zero to 60 fucking, we're in weird carpenter territory now. Like, we just talked about how he shot a scene where people were, like, fucking each other with their stomachs. Yeah, like, he was, like he was the, getting ready to take it there. Yeah, awesome. this, this yeah. guy's a, a fucking weirdo, and he's, like, one of our weirdest um, directors that isn't, like, making movies for, like, $10,000. Like, he, he made bi- somewhat big movies in the in the 80s and 70s. Um, and they're fucking strange. And, uh, Videodrome mm-hmm. is a, is a great example of that. Yeah. I, I agree with everything you just said. Uh, Cronenberg to me has been a huge influence on, um, you know, my filmmaking really. Cause like, it, or you just story subject matter. Cause like, I like the way, you know, the, he obviously he's not a real big, like, you know, shot composer type of guy. I guess he does get into that, like, you know, in his later years, but like, mm-hmm. you know, the stuff that kind of influenced me were like these very weird, um, you know, disease-ridden characters that, like, you know, get their, you know, it's it's it almost seems like a, like a very ordinary situation happening to sometimes unlikable characters, but the fact that like these you know these extraordinary things happen, and it seems like very very real, even though like it's horrific what's happening on screen, like the brood or like shippers or like you know basically Videodrome. Yeah, um, I love that about Cronenberg, and I love that he's so. It's not just shock value for shock value. Like when you listen to a commentary track or you read some info on the said film that you're watching, it, there's like triple, you know, quadruple meanings behind the shit that he's doing. So it's not that he's doing it just to shock you. I mean, sometimes it might yeah. seem that way. And that's what I felt like when I would first watch Video Drum, because like I said, the, um, the body horror stuff in this movie with the subject matter was like very, uh, it contrasts to what, what's actually like happening on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, um, it's like, I don't know, like Cronenberg is, you know, a master filmmaker and I love that he's, um, well, I don't know, it's kind of like a love-hate relationship because he does kind of bash everything that's going on, you know, with cinema now, or at least the norms, like what's actually supposed to happen, like quote unquote with Hollywood cinema. And he hates that. Um, he always, you know, goes out of his way to not do that at all. Like, like I guess just like the way, you know, he composes shots and stuff. But it was a re- it, this movie is a really great movie. Um, uh, James Woods is an awesome actor, terrible person, but awesome actor. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it shows in this in this movie and in other movies too. Like you know, I liked him in John Q. I guess. Uh, very good, Hercules. I an underrated Hercules vocal oh, performance yeah, that, in that one. I did really like him in very good as yeah. the the devil or Medusa. Or not so Medusa. God Hades. Damn it. Hades. 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 I'm sorry, God Hades. Damn so he was. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> but in this movie, he's like he's fascinating to watch. It kind of fits the character that he's going for. I think I told Adam before we started. Um, before we started recording that like a critic commented on his performance in this and he said that like Cronenberg saw an asshole or a sleazebag in in woods and just exploited it <laughs> and I'm just thinking like as time yeah. goes on it kind of makes sense like yeah, you know yeah. absolutely yeah because that's how you why, why else did you ca- what, do you cast actors like unless you think they can nail 
an aspect of your character that, sure. you know, you know, that they can do. Yeah. So, um, that being said, I mean, that super weird atmosphere, I love how strange it is. Like, especially showing this to a first time viewer, like they're probably going to look at you after the movie ends and be just like, what the fuck did and you just say show me? Fucking yeah. hit me. Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. Or that too. Like, it's just like, you know, um, his fascination with me with, like your TV. Yeah. <laughs> with me like your TV. Yo, let's get an old fucking cathode tube TV. <laughs> let's go to town. Strike let's me like your tube. The shit out of it. And then crawl into the screen after. Um, that's my fetish. <laughs> it's probably my second favorite Cronenberg movie, actually, because like the fly is pretty cool and everything. And I think that's like his most known, like yeah. loved movie. But I, I've always had a soft spot for the brood and I still do. But Videodrome is like, man, this is fucking a whole nother level of weirdness and subversive, like subtext that you just don't get anywhere else. So, I mean, yeah, I guess you will get to it eventually with They Live, but just in a very, you know, it's painted differently, obviously. It's so. very obvious. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not so beast. much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, no, because I think some pa- aspects of this movie are pretty obvious, too. I think it's just the time where it was made on made in, but like, you know, mm. I mean, it's done very, very well. And it's, it's kind of weird to think of this as a horror movie, even though it kind of is. Yeah, because there's a lot more. Yeah. There's a lot more surrealist films that are way harder to understand and interpret than mm-hmm. Videodrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll also say like, that for 100%. Yeah. Rick Baker is just like a, a national treasure. Who's that one that I told too? you to watch? Um, fucking the French one, I think. Um, where the guy's an actor and he travels around in this limo and he does acting gigs. Oh, that's a wonderful film. Holy that's, Motors. Holy Motors that's is so incredible. That's so good. I love that film. Yeah. No. If, if, if you guys... One of my favorite films in it. Yeah, dude. Holy it. Motors it's is so good. amazing. Um, yeah. if, you like, if you guys like surreal shit like Videodrome, basically, if you enjoyed watching Videodrome... Well, I think um, Holy Motors is a kind of a more like... Yeah. I think uh, on the lighter side of things, that's for like, sure. It, it's a lot. It's a lot funnier. You know, it's a it's yeah a funny movie, and it's no no body. It's got horror, some heart in there too. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's got some heart. And Holy, Mo- it's just a very. If you're, I just say, if you watch Holy Motors, you just have to. You have to be a lover of film. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't watch that movie if you don't like film. Like, yeah. Well, that's a big uh, kind of post, meta. Yeah, it's a meta film of yeah, film. You know, for sure. So. But uh, yeah, Videodrome, Adam. What's uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I love this film. It's a um, like I, I like Scanners a lot, but you know, like I said on the other episode, it's just <laughs> Stephen Lack. You know, he's just bad. yeah, really, really mm. drags it down. That fucking but Stephen Lack. <laughs> but I mean, that movie is yeah, it is it is straightforward in comparison to Videodrome, and I really like Videodrome better because he's tackling a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, like we talked about, I mean, you know how I am I'm always on that kind of political and uh, philosophical sense when I, when I get engaged movies mm-hmm. and there's a lot, a lot of cool things that happen in on this film that, which I appreciate that's kind of also cohesive. It's not, it's not too blurry. I should say like, yeah, sure. This is a surrealist film, but like, I mean, if you're not in, I don't know, like I, I, I wouldn't put this on if you just don't if you're just kind of a casual movie goer you know what i mean like you can't yeah. can't uh oh, yeah definitely <clears throat> you, you can't just go i mean i guess i should say about any cronenberg film you know mm-hmm. you kind of have to i think scanners has if i think kinda, you can watch scanners yeah. and just take away like okay yeah 
Yeah, because it's kind know? of straightforward. Videodrome is like, yeah, you're in another fucking ballpark. You're there's a level. There's, zone. Yeah. there's like there's yeah. the accessible Cronenberg movies, like A History of Violence, maybe mm-hmm. The Fly, I guess. And yeah, his recent stuff is more accessible. Is, you know, yeah, more yeah accessible like accessible. Yeah. yeah, so this is like, uh, I would say on the... Uh, the film viewing uh, levels, maybe this is intermediate. You know, like mm-hmm. you, you don't want to, you don't want to start here. <laughs> yeah. You need to start with the beginner, beginner stuff before. I kind of want to start it. using that scale, like yeah. beginner, intermediate, and expert. Mm. I kind of expert I kinda like is like fucking. You have to watch those fucking absurdist shit that doesn't make any sense at all. Have we covered an expert level? No, movie? no, you don't way. think we have? I'm doing any Tarkovsky. See, that's like, that's, that's, like, expert, that's expert level. level stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like stalker or something. is yeah. definitely mm-hmm. like an expert level. Solaris yeah. versus Solaris. Have you no, seen nostalgia? No, I haven't. That's a fucking expert level. movie, Yeah. Dude. No. You expert. Had, le- yeah. yeah. Tar- Tarkovsky is probably expert level. Expert level is like, you know, Bergman. And I don't like know. Like unaccompanied shit, minors. Right? Yeah, would you say so? Yeah. I think unaccompanied minors is probably on <laughs> that expert level. I mean, just the, the yeah, sheer different level. Yeah. number yeah. of layers you need layers. to fully. Shrek was pretty on this. Yeah. Shrek's also, I think, expert slash intermediate. I don't know. Stanley, Mario Kubrick, Brothers, no, Stanley Kubrick is. That's, that can weave in and out. Of intermediate. Can, yeah. The thing is, he, he works on all the levels, I think. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you want to take it from the expert level. Like viewing, you can like a two thousand one. That's what makes him so good. Yeah, yeah. I think at least you know he he can cross those uh, layers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those layers. I like that. I like that. that. I wish we came up with this in like season one because I kind of like this. That uh, that is pretty awesome comparison. Yeah. 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 So yeah, Videodrome, intermediate movie. Prep yourself if you're going to watch this movie. Mm. I mean, why would you? (laughs) I can't. I keep forgetting. It's like, why would you listen to this without <laughs> watching it? Yeah. If you like, don't plan yeah, on. Uh, yeah. But yeah, well, you should, you should watch it. If you listen this far, you're you the type of person yeah. that should watch it. Mm. Uh, I think we probably spoil all of it, but sorry. Yeah, it's uh, all you'll it's still all enjoy it. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that concludes this episode so, so, so. Yeah. of Director Showdown. You guys got anything you want to plug? John, I want to plug my stomach with this Betamax videotape that I've been holding the entire <laughs> fucking time. You've been just holding a yeah. Betamax, and I've been wondering why. <laughs> yeah, the more beer I drink, the more the the more pulsating it gets. Like it just pulsates at me. And like yeah, it's pretty. It crazy. is vibrating pretty heavily, and it's really slimy too. I kind of ruined his. I like, want to fuck it for some reason. Me I too. Have that because it has it these is. orgasm noises. You're talking yeah, about my stomach yeah. or the, the the tape? Everything, baby. Oh, okay, <laughs> I get you. Yeah. <laughs> John I got is, that John vibe. Pulled too. up his shirt. Uh, Adam is is slowly making his way towards Johnny's, taking his pants down. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually um, scratching, but I mean, I mean, I'm seeing like Adam's hand just like mm, reach into frame here, yeah, just like yeah. trying you to like, like that, put baby? something else. Yeah, it's actually kind of weird. I got a whip up. too. If you want to get slapped around uh, a little bit, I just beat him like a TV. You know, I ate some Subway. And I can feel that in there, so it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, so some gr- your your girlfriend or your significant other just comes up to you and says, "I want you to beat this TV." <laughs> I'm like, babe, it's the only one we have. Uh, You you can't get off. You can't get off. It's been, you know, you've been going at it for about an hour. Okay. And you're just like, can I, can you just like get the TV on straight? Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) the way you used to whisper, like, this is like pretty funny. It's the only, it's the only way it can finish is if we, uh, we get the TV. Like you said only once a month, honey. Yeah. Yeah. Now I got to go buy a fucking whip. (laughs) Where do I get those? (laughs) Terry, we just bought another tv it's fucking destroyed it's sitting in our it's garage you keep whipping all these fucking tvs terry all right fine but don't touch the bedroom tv fuck 
Oh man, um, it's too much. That That's is so pretty funny. Um, I don't have anything else to plug other than you know that you're um, obviously listen to have all you your Sticker Fridge podcast stuff. No, we are extended hiatus. You can check out on the Delphin Pod yeah. Network. You can still check out uh, Fanboy Comics, which is like you know I've been wanting to listen to another sequel. I do too, movie? man. Don't believe me. It, I yeah, do too. Revenge of the sequel. Um, we podcast. should be like always. Uh, we should be starting that up pretty soon. Hopefully, like very very soon. I think mm. you might be the inaugural one for oh bad whatever ass, the hell season dude. this is. Season four, cool. season five. You know which one I want to do for yeah, that? Yeah, I know. I know. It's a uh, you know. I know. Uh, I, don't, so that, I don't know what. Oh, it's like John Wick too. Oh, John Wick. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. John yeah, yeah. Wick is a two. John Wick. Yeah. John Wick too. Oh, okay. I don't know why the fuck we do this. <laughs> now, Shit. now, now it's, it's on. It's racist public. when you do it, John. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess so. No, it's racist. <laughs> I could do it. Um, yeah, listen to all your Sticker Fridge podcasts. Listen to all your Delphin Pod podcasts. Um, I think that's it for the moment. I don't know if we're mm-hmm. supposed to be plugging anything. I have some a couple of other for things. Supposed but to be plugging. Yeah, I don't know if like I'll, I'll wait until yeah. I get the confirmation yeah, for that. But you can always plug it in a different episode. Yeah, yeah, just take a look at you know keep your eye on the Instagram and YouTube pages for both and those. the website. Yes, yeah, both those sister companies. Yeah, the website. Go read everyone's um, favorite five. Five movies. Five favorites. Yeah. Five favorites. Check on that cool. uh, stickerfridge.com, folks. Stickerfridge.com. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if you guys got questions for Adam or I, uh, shoot us an email over at directorshowdown mm-hmm. at gmail.com or tweet at us at directorshowdown without the W in showdown <laughs> because we couldn't fit it in there. Uh, nice and easy, though. Director Showdown, no W. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, we can't really tell you to vote. We just hope you fucking did. Um, oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Yeah. And, if you didn't vote and things are still shitty, which I'm sure they are. Um, if you vote for the wrong person, well, you know, yep. it's because of people who didn't vote and the people who vote for the wrong person. Yep. So it's all their fault. Um, yeah. Regardless, just uh, be kind to people and do something <laughs> nice for someone today. The day that you're listening to this, there you uh, go. that's all we can fucking <laughs> there do you is go. be good to that's each other. Nice, yeah. uh, be excellent to each other as our good old friends, Bill and Ted said don't, to each don't other. Don't be a James Woods. Don't be a, a James Woods. Don't be a James Woods at all. Like, don't you know. spread hoax theories on fucking Twitter. Um, s- spread kindness theories kindness, to your friends and family. Kindness, kindness theories. theories. Kindness. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that sounds I like the worst Hillary prog Clinton metal band. Was really nice to this black person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do wow. that. Do that. Say no to Woodsian wisdom. Yes. Yeah, say fuck, no to Woodsian. Hashtag fuck Woodsian wisdom. There kind of go. a long one. Or just say fuck James Woods. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fuck James Woods. Either or. It works. Uh, you got anything, Adam? Or? Um, no. The build up. Cool. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks and, for uh, thanks for having me on. Guys, yeah, dude. Thanks way. for yeah, thanks dude. for coming, John. I'm sure we'll have you back in like two episodes. Yeah, you should I'm just totally down for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just come for the next one. The just, fucking John season. I yeah. will show up. Yeah, next just next episode in general. Just <laughs> really? be a, a fly okay. on the roll on the wall. Yeah, and I'll jump oh, yeah, in occasionally. You can, just, you can just watch us. Yeah, may, I mean, maybe John like will be on the next one, guys. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, when when it's just Brent and I, we do some crazy stuff. I'll oh, bring yeah, a whip, no. and then, like, you know, this TV is getting me kind of turned on, so I like, yeah, kind of just want to whip it. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm going to watch y'all through a screen. There you go. Like, how about live stream your shit, and then I'll start whipping my computer? Oh, like, oh there the we thing. go. Yeah. 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 Go. That's, that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting hard just thinking about it. All right, cool. Let's just end it on that note. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Stay hard, my friends. Bye.
Civic TV, the one you take to bed with you.